That was so quiet. Nobody heard that. <laughs> Nobody at all. Not through my mic for sure. Um. Hey. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Kyle Crosby. Uh, happy Happy Independence Day. Happy Fourth of July. Do you feel independent this morning? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I feel independent. I feel like I'm. People depend on me. Well, that. <laughs> okay, so we're not talking about taxes. <laughs> I was referring to my children, but yeah, uh, okay. yeah, your, your dependents. <laughs> Did you wake up this morning, grab out one of your guns, clean it off, and just thank God you're an American? No, I do that in the privacy of my own time when my family's not around. Oh, okay, no, I'm just kidding. In the privacy of my own time. Okay, <clears throat> That's I wonder. Not even a thing. I wonder if people do that. Like just, just clean their guns. Just like on the Fourth of July. It's fucking Independence Day. This is America. I'm going to, like, do everything I can. That's the most American shit I can do. I'm going to... You know what? When I get home, I will do that. Yeah? Yep. Just because of this? Just because you know. All right. Plus, I haven't touched my guns in, like, two years, so I should probably wipe them down. I got to do mine. It's been sitting in my in my uh, gun case for a while, yeah. so, yeah, I got to... So, I should wipe it down anyways. It's a good time. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, people... So... In a general sense, I think, yeah, people this time of year do some real American shit. Oh. Fuck, we talked for 30 minutes about the cool American shit you did last night. Oh, yeah. We blew some shit up. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like, we didn't blow up anything that, that wasn't designed to be blown up, so that was good. I didn't get, like, some Tannerite, <laughs> blow up a refrigerator or some shit. But. I have, I have, uh, how much? Like 10 pounds of Tannerite. Really? Yeah, but... I, Just for the fuck of it? Well, I don't know if it's gone bad. So my brother-in-law... Okay, I have, to, when I, I have two brother-in-laws, so it gets a little confusing and I think, maybe listeners' minds. Because we had one of them on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, But I also have... So that's my sister's husband. Mm -hmm. But I have a brother-in-law to... Well, I have two more brother-in-laws, technically. I have another sister who has a husband. But this brother-in-law, specifically, is my wife's brother. Okay, so many in-laws. So so this in-law, your wife's brother. My wife's brother gave me gave a bunch you. of Tannerite for Christmas, but it was like three years ago. I don't think that shit goes bad. I don't think so. Because it's not mixed yet. No, is it dry? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you're fine. I would think so too. What were you, is there a plan? Do you have any ideas or stumps? I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know. It's a been big, sitting there like, for years. gender reveal party? So ironically, my... Little sister's having a gender reveal party on Thursday. Really? Yeah. What is she doing? She's doing any crazy, crazy shit? Is it, or is it cupcakes or what? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not in the planning details. I just have to show up. Mm, well, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Best way to party like that is just show up. Someone else can handle the shit. And no, so Sam and I didn't. God, sorry. One second. Oh, <clears throat> my smooth. I was. I was. We fucking sat outside for thirty minutes. I know. Not one. Not even one little. Not even a little. Hiccup mm, not a throat. tickle, nothing. Um, but Sam and I didn't find out either genders for Wesley or Lincoln. So until we never you, had to do it until they were born. So yeah. we never had to do gender reveal. The gender reveal thing is a little bit much. I mean, like, it's, is it really, like, for the adults, maybe it's for grandma and grandpa, maybe if you got, like, younger siblings or something. Like, the cup, my sister did this gender reveal thing, and it was, like, cupcakes. 
It's like, like you bite into it and it says it's blue or pink. Yeah. You know, um, but like, there's a lot of like, I don't know, for lack of better terms, redneck gender reveals where they blow shit up. Yeah. You know, they put some tannerite on something and they blow the, the fuck out of it and it's either pink or blue smoke yeah. comes out. Well, like those have been increasingly responsible for forest fires. <laughs> like it's middle of July and, in, 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 you know, the out west in Montana or Idaho or California or whatever. And honestly, it's like, for the most part, it's somebody who's got to be fairly ignorant about explosives and dry weather. Sure. You know, it's like somebody's not thinking right. But it's, um, I don't know, just got to blow shit up. It's just, a, I think it's just another excuse to blow something up. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you tailor that stuff to, like, your interests. Like, I've seen people do, like, baseball ones where they it's like a balloon or something, oh, yeah. and the guy has to swing, or the wife swings, and, and they get blue or pink dust all over the place. and mm-hmm. It's whatever you're into. And you so if a, you're into blowing shit up, then, yeah, it's a fun, exciting way to do mm-hmm. it. Have you ever seen the um, the YouTuber guys, like, the crazy Russian? He's, like, always gets big guns and, and like, 50 caliber machine guns and flamethrowers and shit. So you I think him? I know who you're talking about. He's not actually Russian. Right. Yeah. I and say. I'm pretty sure he either went to, like, he hasn't made new videos in a long time, right? No, huh? Yeah, because he either got, like, he went to jail or he got threatened to go to, like, he got threatened with a bunch of shit. Like, I Is think that what happened to him? Yeah. Because he just he just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, he, he disappeared. Yeah. So I have seen that. Those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I always just wondered, it's like, he, he pretended to be Russian maybe to make it, Makes sense that he could get a hold of all these guns because Russia. Yeah, he was getting a hold of some weird fucking stuff. I couldn't believe the shit he was getting a hold of, like a rocket launcher. Yeah, like how do you get an RPG? Yeah, in the states, it's like hmm. There's got to be a way. Yeah, well, yeah, that's like that's what's the name of that that Silk Road? That was that website. Mm. You know, you could buy all the shit. Yeah, little little blow, (laughs) RPG. I wonder. So there's clearly manufacturers to that kind of stuff, right? For like military use, well, yeah. Like, I wonder if if you were that big of a name of a YouTube star, if you could leverage that and like just go to their property. Like, this is just a T and E phase that we're just going to record and make a video out of, but we're just going to make sure it works. A T and E test and evaluation. I've never heard of a T and E. I've heard of R and D. Oh yeah, you could say R and D too. Yeah, a T and E phase. I like it. Test and evaluate. Hmm. Test and evaluate. Yeah, you, you know, you know what I mean. I like, would, oh, if I would, yeah, I think that if somehow you could get, you know, he starts talking about your weapon, right? You know, it's like who if if you're building that shit, yeah, you know, you love it. Like you want people to know if you're building whatever, and I don't know military like weapons beyond the the easy ones or mm-hmm. like aircrafts, but if. If I'm building like a fucking helicopter mm-hmm. and it's got fucking missiles on the side of it, yeah. and there's a company that's specializing this, and I can get 20 million views if I just name drop them, and they'll yep. take me up in this thing and let me hit the button. Fuck yeah! Yes, you know they have to do it already, anyways. Well, and to be the company that builds a shit, that's so badass. Yeah, you know you love it. So you're gonna if you can if you can somehow leverage 20 million views, so you can watch a bunch of little kids. Watch you shoot your missiles off. It's like, fuck yeah. That'd be the new... Uh, so what do you think his target audience was? Oh, middle, like 20, 20-something, 20 30-something yeah. dudes, for sure. 
Yeah, I would say so. You don't think he was rural America? You don't think he was aiming for like the 15, 16, 17 year old dudes? I think for I think that the to a degree, yes. But the twenty to thirty something, I think, because they could go out and buy a gun. True. And go shoot stuff. Yeah. You know, so they would be like, Oh yeah, I'll go get a shotgun or I'll do this or that. Yeah, but I'm yeah. the kids, I don't know. You think it was kids? Like like teenagers? I don't know. I wonder if he just made it for fun and then people just started watching. I feel like there's got to be a bu- there's probably a bunch of teenagers that thought it was just a- awesome and the end of oh, thing. Yeah. But imagine the first one he made probably got a hold of some AK or something like that yeah. and was like cuz his like his Russian accent his fake Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, his fake yeah, his his Russian it's a yeah, his fake Russian accent was he sold it pretty well. Yeah, and I he, think he bought in the And persona. he looked kind of like he could maybe be Russian. Right. And so um, I think to to watch him on YouTube for as Americans, it's like, oh, we're watching this Russian dude who's a total badass, crazy guy, you know, and it's like, I don't know. He had a pretty solid persona, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. There's another one now. It's not as crazy shit that uh, that, that guy did. <clears throat> it's like, uh, but he just blows a bunch of stuff up, but he has a shit ton of weapons too. Hmm. Demolition something man or something. I haven't seen him. I, I, I don't do much YouTube at all anymore. No? N- unless I'm fixing something or working on a house or a car or I got to figure something out. I don't I don't spend a lot of time hanging on YouTube. Yeah, so I, I do. So we got into this weird groove where I have an iPad and uh, Sam goes to bed relatively early compared to me. Mm-hmm. But I like to be in there with her, if that makes sense. Like I'd rather like, so it's it's nicer for me to be in the same room and in bed. So even when she goes to bed, like I'll just pull up an iPad at that point mm-hmm. and like scroll through videos versus like sitting in a living room because I'm not going to bed anyways. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So I can't. You, they're together. Right. She's a, she wants to go to sleep and you're yeah. not ready for yeah, sleep. Yeah. yeah. I guess I wouldn't, oh, I don't do that, I guess. So Stephanie always goes to bed earlier than I do. Not always, but most of the time. And uh, it's usually like we're watching some movie or a show or something, and all of a sudden she's like, she'll just get up. She's like, all right, I'm going to bed and falling mm. asleep. And it's like, all right. And then it's like I'll finish watching whatever I'm watching. But I don't think she would like it if I was in there with a – I'm assuming you don't have any lights on. No. You have a headset? Yeah. Okay. Your bit, eh, your maybe buds. she wouldn't care then. Because Sam's a reader. Oh, okay. Do you... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but she's a reader, and then she falls asleep while reading books. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm laying by her, like, you usually get, like, the little book drop on your forehead. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're asleep. <laughs> Put the book away. On your forehead? Yeah. Because she, like, faces me and, like, is reading a oh. book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I do that. If I'm reading it, I fall asleep. You know, it's like that tip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But it hits you in the face. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> Should hit him harder. Next time, next time she'll just pretend to be asleep. Whack. Hits yeah. you right in the face. No. It It'd depends. Sometimes I'll get in the mood. I'm like, you're, fall- you're literally falling asleep. I don't know why you're even trying at this point. Sh- like, shut up, Kyle. <laughs> like, just if your eyes are book. closed, but you're still holding your book... And then you open your eyes like you're not going to read again and remember what you just read. You know what that is? 
That's like dad mode right there, <laughs> watching a television show. I'm awake. I'm Don't awake. worry about it. I'm yeah, awake. I'm awake. Who who changed the channel? Yeah. Who changed my show? Yeah. Been asleep for half an hour. You're um. Did your dad ever do that? Just, like take a nap in the afternoon, like like on holidays and shit, or um, not really. No, not really. I always feel like whenever there's any kind of holiday party, there's always some like couple of dads older after you eat, sit down, take a nap. So when we go to my wife's grandmother's, let's just say for like Thanksgiving, and her whole extended family comes over, like half the guys will do that. Like if they have Thanksgiving lunch, mm-hmm. they'll go into the, like the living room and then like three of them are sleeping or four of them. Yeah. Are. Um, but no, my dad is kind of a, a busybody. Oh, okay. Um, he has to be really tired to fall asleep, especially on a couch or a chair. It's at a party, even. Yeah, and if there's people there, like he's not, he's not gonna sleep in mm. front of other people. He's gonna talk, and or he, or if he just wants to get away, he's gonna go down to the basement and woodwork or something. But yeah, there's a. How old's your dad? Mm, late fifties. Okay. I just feel like there's an age. Oh, maybe he's older than that now. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how old my dad is. I want to say he's 60, maybe. Yeah, maybe I want to say my dad's like 58. 60. How old are you, Dad? You're not listening. I'm 33. That's why I'm trying to be like, is that, it? Is that accurate? So, yeah, I mean, I would be, uh, he would have had me at 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that range. So Yeah, maybe. my dad's got to be like 63 because I'm 43. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Huh. Dad's getting know. old, man. Yeah. I digress. Um, so we talked about the fourth and blowing shit up. Um, so fireworks, if you, they blow up or go up, are illegal within the city limits. Yeah, they are. But this year, people didn't give a fuck. Last night, we're sitting outside with our little fountains. Like, every year... Me and my buddy and his wife and my wife and the kids all get together. We've got pictures of them ever since they're little. You know, Mr. Bill, the guy who doesn't show up to work. (laughs) We were up too late last night, so he's sleeping in right now. But uh, um, every year we've been getting together for all the kids and everything to do fireworks. You know, it's funny. Bill, maybe you can help me out with this when you listen to this. How come I'm the one that always brings the fireworks? Oh. Mm -hmm. I think one year Bill brought some fireworks. One the year. fucking snakes? No, it was like a, <laughs> some kind of lame-ass smoke bomb or some shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, Bill, let's figure this out. Anyway, so last night we're um, lighting up to some fountains and stuff. And it's funny, as the kids get older, their interaction with the fireworks is so much different. You know, when they're really young... Um, do you do fireworks at home at all with your family? Did you um like smoke bombs or yeah. sparklers? Yeah. They, and we used to do them more like the like the kind you're going to talk about shortly. We used to do more like that. Okay. More like when I was a teen and early 20s and I'd go buy them myself. Oh sure. Uh, my dad never bought that kind of stuff. My dad's always huge about like not lighting his house on fire. Weird. Yeah. And so, but now yeah, for sure like with our little kids they'll do sparklers or uh, the snappers and the snaps. Yeah, the snaps. See, we used to buy like 
10 boxes of those things. And now they're teenagers. It's like I was at the fireworks store. Do you even buy them? Like, do they give it? Do they give a shit about oh, the little sure. snaps? Like, like they used to throw them at each other yeah, and stuff, yeah. and like, but it was fun. But it, they didn't do anything, right? Like, you could hit someone square in the forehead with it, and it pop, and it'd be like nothing. Yeah. So now, as they're older, they just, they just, it's just different. So, what they were doing now was, is we light off a big fountain, and it's probably maybe four or five inch diameter, mm-hmm. maybe eight inches tall, good size fountain. And it goes up and popping and screaming and whistling and stuff. They'll see who can stand the closest to it the longest. Okay. <laughs> so they'll like they'll lean in with their their arms across their chest and their face away from it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, who's gonna run first? That's their that's their new game. It's like, or they'll they'll jump through the flames mm. over the top of the fountain to see who you know. There's one kid, Nick, he's from Australia, and, and they're like, come on, Nick, jump through. He's like, I'm not jumping through. <laughs> he wouldn't go anywhere near it. He was like, you guys are morons, stupid Americans. Um, but, yeah, we had a, uh, we were lighting off the fountains. And I decided that this year nobody gave a fuck about the law because there's so many people around town were lighting off huge fireworks. Mm-hmm. I think it's like people are just tired. Like they're just saying, fuck it. Yeah. You know, why not? What are you going to do? If you got 25 people around town lighting up fireworks that are illegal, they can't get everybody, right? Well, they got to catch you in the act. Right. Yeah. It. Have you ever heard of anybody getting a ticket for it? No, just warnings. Yeah. I had this neighbor who, uh, um, we'll just say his name is Dave because that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Dave always buys these big-ass fireworks, right? And uh, one year, I don't know, it had been like seven or eight years ago. Um, it's 4th of July. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And he's getting a little little sauced up. And all of a sudden, just boom, 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 boom. The big ones are going off. And he's like, yeah. And someone turned him in. Mm-hmm. And he got super pissed that, that his neighbor turned him in. And it was kind of late. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, so, after 11 o'clock, it's kind of like. Yeah. Take a chill pill. So Dave goes in his house and he dresses all in black and he puts a ski mask on and he gets a huge bag full of massive fireworks and he starts running around the neighborhood in the alleys, stealth lighting fireworks. <laughs> so he'd go to the one alley, hit a couple fuses and then run with his bag to another alley and light some more. And then he's like, them fuckers won't catch me now. He says, they're going to be looking for me everywhere. And he was like Ninja Dave running through the neighborhood trying to you know, light off all of his fireworks. He was so mad. And he's like, he's like, they don't know how many fireworks I got. I could do this all night long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and he was super intense about it. It was awesome. He's uh good on you, Dave. Dave made me happy that night. There was fireworks everywhere around me and I'm not the one. So clearly you guys talked about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. The next day he was telling me all about it. Nice. He was walking walking by my house with his kids. And I'm like, was that you? And he's like Bet your ass it was. <laughs> it was awesome. No, it's like, I like people that get into stuff like that. I mean, after midnight, it's a little annoying. Yeah. But, you know, it's still fun. He was passionate about it. Yeah. We have a neighbor as well in our little subdivision that loves lighting up fireworks. And I'm fine with it, especially this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. I get, I'm expecting it this weekend. Yeah. My issue is like when it's just a random Tuesday. 
He does it on random Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like at 1 a.m. No. Yeah. And it's like, there's just like, bang, 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 bang. Is that firecrackers? No, they're like in the sky because like I can see them through my window like with the <laughs> curtain. And then, that, but then they're done. Like he lights off like three or four and then they're done. At 1 a.m. Yeah. And on it's a like, Tuesday. what the fuck? See, that pissed me off because you got to work in the morning. And okay, so this is the whole thing, right, with fireworks. Dogs hate fireworks, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely hate it. And if you're a dog lover and your dog is like freaking out and cringing under the bed, you know, it's annoying. You don't want your dog to go through that. So it's like I, once a year, I expect the fireworks. Yeah, you this know, weekend. This weekend is when the fireworks happen. Get some doggy CBD treats, dose them up a little bit so they're pretty chill, <laughs> and, and, and then hopefully it helps them out, and then – then the weekend's over. Right. You know, but random Tuesdays throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. You know what would be cool, though? I just thought about this. In the wintertime, over the snow, I bet it'd be pretty awesome. Oh, probably. You have to talk to your to your neighbor. Just I don't talk to this guy, actually. Let everybody know. Say, hey, man, if you're going to do it, just like say, hey, neighborhood. Do you do that um, next door? You heard of that? No. It's an app for neighborhoods. And so, like, for all the busybodies to tell everybody what's going on, like... Oh, sure. It's you know, like a, there was a raccoon in yeah. the garbage last night over at Kyle's house. Um, so, uh, but people communicate about what's going on in the neighborhood. If there's a block party, if there's mm, people, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. Letting everybody know, hey, there's going to be some extra cars in the road, da-da-da-da-da, in a neighborhood like yours. Um, you guys should have that. It's pretty... It's not. It's not bad. Like, when we were in L.A., we picked it up because it's like there was always shit going on. Mm -hmm. It's like we wanted to know what was happening. And so it was, um, but they've got them all over Baraboo now. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Next door. Next door. Next door app. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but then there's like, there's always some old bitty yeah. on there, you know. Like, Kyle was mowing his grass at 730 at night again. It's a little bit late for that, Kyle. <laughs> My neighbor right behind me mows at like 830. Really? Right before dark? No, it is dark. He's just got a headlight on his mower, his rider. It's like, you are a very busy guy. Wow. Because you need to get that shit done, apparently. At 8.30 at night. Yeah. Huh. I wouldn't want to mow in the dark. I think it'd look like shit. I don't know. It looks, he doesn't, he doesn't, always looks fine. He doesn't. I'm assuming he's not like out there striping it. No. In the middle of the night. Do you stripe it? Fuck no, I don't stripe it. I get that shit done as quick yeah. as I can. Yeah. See? Yeah. When I... Before I bought a rider, when you push, you have so much more ability to do more creative or oh, yeah. nicer looking things, obviously. So I would, I'd always alternate. I'd be going vertical one week or one day, and then I'd be horizontal. You're supposed to. Yeah. So I still do that with the rider, but then I'd always throw in the, the diagonal. Oh, yeah. The so baseball. Like I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd cut my backyard in half, and I'd suddenly do diagonal one way and diagonal the other way, and you can get really fancy. Then I'm like, yeah, this is dumb because my yard is all fucking weeds. <laughs> but they're fancy looking weeds. They're fancy looking weeds when they're cut short. When I was, when I was, I used to work for a buddy of mine as a landscaper before I had my own business and, and he mowed. And, uh, and so I always tried to like do cool designs while I was doing the mowing for him. Cause like. I don't know, like you're representing a company and you want it to look sure. really nice. And so I would do people's yard and I would do the diagonal and then I'd do the cross hatch. Yeah. You know, but if you really want to get fancy, it takes serious time. Yeah. 
you know, because you're mowing it twice. Yep. You know, and. Yeah. No. I never did it, but I always wanted to try it. Um, like a spiral. Like you don't start your mower. You just go to the middle of your yard, assuming you got like no trees or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you start it there and you start going out in a big fucking spiral. <laughs> huh. I wonder how well that would work. Like, because it, the way the grass lays down as you're mowing, wouldn't you have to go to, in order to see the spiral? Wouldn't you have to go the other direction? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't work. I've seen people do the spiral so that they don't have to mow. Huh? They put a stake in oh, the middle, yeah. and they tie a rope, and they sling it around the, the stake mm -hmm. so that as the as the mower untensions yeah, it itself, it's, yeah, it yeah. starts spreading itself out. I've seen that. Have you seen the guy who he'll hook up mowers to his rider? No. He has this wing pattern. He welded these two bars across the back of his rider. And he's and they're like he'll have four push mowers on each side of his rider, and he fires them all up, and then it's like he'll drive and he'll do a field, but you'll he'll mow a swath of like I don't know it's got to be like ten twelve feet. Jesus. Yeah, I mean it's that's a lot of work. Yeah, but it's like if you can do it. What if one of the mowers goes out? You got one stripe oh, fucking. That would in the middle suck of it. so bad. That would I bet you it's happened. Yeah. I bet you it's happened. I think there's just people that love to build shit like that just sure. because they can. And then they drive they do their lawn and it just makes all the neighbors talk. Yeah. You know. That's the best, right? Yeah, my dad my dad is super prideful in his yard and I just I never got to the point of like Weed and feed every spring and fall. Meticulous about weeds. Meticulous mm -hmm. about, oh, can't get above three and a half inches, but can't go below three inches at the same time. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to mow it lower than three, right? Because the roots are as long as the grass. Yeah, got to have a healthy lawn. Healthy. But if you don't below, mow below three, then you can still see the weeds. All those dandelions I have still look like dandelions. If you don't mow below three. Then you can, I'm I'm all below three. So I I, well I don't know if it's actually three. I mow it usually at three on my deck, but I'm pretty sure it's at like. I don't know. It's got to be way closer than that because it's not three inches of grass. Yeah, mine's like I I my guess is I'm right like two two and a half. Yeah, is is pretty close. But I got a really weedy grass, so it's yeah. Like, so do I. I. There's part of me. That wants to have a nice, thick, awesome lawn. And part of that is because, like, my house is my business, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm kind of showing it, you know, showing sure. off a little bit. But my wife does not want me to put any product yeah. on the grass. Yep. So I don't do that. So then it's, you can't really have both worlds. Nope. You know, it's either you got clover and a little bit of grass and you just mow it, or you got a nice, thick, lush yard. But then you got chemicals and shit on it. Mm -hmm. There are more natural fertilizers. There's a company out of Cleveland, Ohio, I think, that's all organic natural fertilizers, but it's expensive as fuck. Mm. It's like, well, it's, but I don't think fertilizer is going to do anything until you kill all the weeds. It's an it's a it's a weed killer kind of thing, like like it, a weed and feed. Yeah, but it's natural. Yeah. So I don't know how it works, but they've. They've they've got a jasmine oil with slight 
I don't think it's jasmine oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's arugula. <laughs> um, I wonder if people would ever do that. Like, try to, like, have a yard that they... That's a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish that sentence. I'm not even going to finish that. was the dumbest thing. It's a thing. natural grass yard. Yeah, yeah, like you could eat it. What? You can eat it? Yeah. Like a garden yard? Yeah, a garden yard. What the fuck would you grow? This is what I'm talking about. It was a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing that came to my mind. I'm like, huh. No, that you're an idiot. Don't no, uh, that doesn't uh, work. No, um but no, I, I've I've never really been a super lawn guy, but there it, I do appreciate it. Yeah, I super I really appreciate a nice lawn. Especially when you walk in a nice lawn, barefoot, and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, this is nice. You're out there playing bags and yeah. yeah. It's like this is thick and it's just grass i'm not worried about stepping on something spiky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah it's a lot of work to get to that point well and, and a lot of money the super thick yard just think about walking barefoot through the super thick lush grass it's always kind of moist mm. mm-hmm. then you got the grass kind of sticks to your feet i don't like that i don't think well i think there's been yards where i've walked through that have been like really nice like that that haven't been Maybe just take it early in the morning. Yeah. Go out to get the paper or something, and you come in, you got grass stuck to your feet. Do you have to go through the grass to get your paper? I don't even get a paper. I was just, I've gotten a paper, like, before. And right now, I don't don't get a paper at all. To get your mail? Where's your mailbox? Right in front of my house. Bam. Front door. Is it on the front door? Yeah. No, no. It's still right at the front door. But it's on, like, the house? It's not like a... It's on the house. Right at the front door. It's not like a street accessible? No. uh Uh-uh. No. Are all in-town mailboxes like that? I guess I, I don't no 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 I don't think so. I think there's there's plenty of them. They they got a box by the street or, huh. yeah, because I've installed a few. So you, what's what's the like? Do you just have to have some mail receptacle? Mm-hmm. You do, and it has to be um, it has to meet certain dimensional standards. Okay. For the USPS to deliver, it. and it, like the mailbox has to be so big if it's a like it's on the stand by the street. But it doesn't. Have, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe it depends where you are, but it's a, in town it can be accessible by like a walking carrier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever want to do that for a living? I thought about that. My grandpa used to do that. I could do that if I, you know, you get like a little bit older, and you but you still want to stay active. Get in your fifties, maybe sixties, yeah. and then it's like I think that'd be a great job. Mail carrier. Yeah, I mean, you got to work in some shitty weather and yeah. stuff, but still, I think it'd be like. You're getting a lot of lot of miles in on your, you know, you're walking a lot, yeah. you're staying active, you're carrying a bag, and you get to see people. And I can see it being more enjoyable if you were, like, the walker in town guy. Like, when we get our mail, it's just a guy driving around his car, and he just stops. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. The walker guy, that's the guy I want yeah. to be. The classic blue suit, or mm-hmm. blue shorts, and a blue polo. With the safari hat on yep. in the summertime. And a bag. Big, giant bag of... All all people's important shit. Now, how long will it be before the mail carriers obsolete? I don't think it's going to be ever. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think we'll let it. I, I think maybe obsolete isn't 
the right word, but I think it's going to be close. I think there'll be very few. There'll be like, um, like one of those one of those uh, occupations that harkens back to the days of yore. <laughs> because, what do you think about it? There's going to be drones and shit dropping off packages. There's going to be um, all like so much mail and and like all that shit's going to be done digitally. Pretty close to all of it. All your banking, all your bill paying, all that will be done digitally. So what else are you going to get in the mail? I mean, junk mail is is going digital, you know. It's like, so what else are you going to get from the mail carrier? A letter from grandma, birthday card, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a big push to make sure the Postal Service doesn't, like, die off, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, they're essentially bankrupt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they 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 operate in a, in a deficit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I but mean, I, f- I feel like there's a legitimacy to having physical mail, even I, though I will fully admit, probably ninety percent of the mail we receive is junk. Yeah, ninety percent. Other than bills that, like you said, we could get digitally. Yeah, it's. I like the mail. I don't know why. It feels good. Something about it. You know, it's like maybe it's like it's part of the, the routine or whatever it is. Go check the mail. Sure. One o'clock comes around. Time to go check the mail. What do we get today in the mail? Ooh, that's kind of exciting. It's like get a present, you know. But if it's on a computer, it's not nearly as exciting. No, it's just checking email at that I, point. I know. And the, who the fuck wants to do that? Right. You know, it's like. Well, and so many people just do that like 30 times throughout the day on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Get in the mail. Maybe it's because it's one of the few things that we have that's still on a schedule. Mm, you know, true. it's like it used to be we had all these schedules. Maybe that's why like the meals are so important to people too, because it's on a schedule. It's like there's a time when you do it and you stop everything, all the all the extra bullshit you do all day long, and like this is the time of day when we do this thing, because. How many things out there that still exist that we have that this is a time of day when we do this thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a, but it's a, it's a very, it's a very natural thing to live in cycles. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just stupid. What? <laughs> Fucking say it. <laughs> say no. it. It's just, it's, I'm trying to think of something funny as a joke to imply that i'm trying to get my wife off a normal night schedule for sleeping with me <laughs> okay i'm just being dumb over here. all right so you're you're like in my arugula lawn, <laughs> lawn phase right now um, oh jesus but it is like it's, yeah no I, I, it's super important it's, yeah, right yeah it's like a routine it feels good there's something about a schedule routine that feels good that's so you know now you can watch. I any, think it's. Any, I think it's the mystery of it, of the mail. Yeah, the mystery of the mail. Like when I go out to get the mail. So I. So my mailbox is like a road one. So I actually have to like walk to get it. I don't just have to open my door. Poor bastard. I, yeah, but it's always like, hmm. I wonder if there's mail today. <laughs> I like the little arm movements yeah, you make like, when you walk. <laughs> you're like, hmm. We're going to get the mail. I didn't see the mailman drive by. I wonder yeah. if there's mail. Lincoln, shall we get the mail today? Do, 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 do. Walk out there, and Lincoln's like, "Let's get the mail, Dad. What's gonna be in the mail today?" It's like, it's like a, a 
Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. There you it's go. like, who's in the castle today? Hmm. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I was Just, going for something deep. Trying to, like. No, I got you. I got it. 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 It's a routine. It, it's a schedule. I just think that 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 we're like fucking ourselves without having any good routines and schedules as humans. I think that like all the way back, look at like the Mayans, all these different civilizations, the natives, the Native Americans, uh, they all lived by the seasons. They lived by the schedule. They lived by the routine. And I think it creates a bit of uh, a sense of peace and harmony with one another because it's unifying. Like everybody's living by the same routine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. living by the same schedule. So when the mailman comes at one o'clock in the afternoon, the people that are home to get the mail, they all go out to get the mail. And it's like, oh, there's Betty checking the mail. Or, sure. or, you know, it's that thing that everybody does that like we can all talk about. Those things are getting less. Yeah. I wonder if I, I agree, like in the scheduling standpoint of life, I wonder if the male just means different things, like a new generation, like a young adult now probably is like, fuck, I got to go look for the male. Oh, yeah. They're not interested. Right. Yeah. So are we just reminiscing as old dudes? We're fucking reminiscing. You're right. Well, that's the whole thing. We're holding on to the male system. Right. It's like, why are we holding on to the male system? Yeah. So maybe by the time we're old and retired and younger people are in charge, yeah, maybe it will go down. Yeah, I don't, it's... Do you, so do you, you think drones are going to be entirely responsible for packages? I think they will be... I have a hard time envisioning it, Yeah, but I know it's already happening. I've just never seen it. I think it might turn into... Um, oh, I saw a commercial. It was a Domino's robot car. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder if it'll turn into something like that, where it's like a truck, and like you go and you... I don't know, scan something and then it like finds your package in the truck and like, here's your package. Yeah. So what I decided with that and going to the Domino's robot car is this, I don't want to walk the fucking street. True. Like if it's eight o'clock at night and I'm in my pajamas watching, you know, Avengers and I ordered a pizza. Yeah. You want it to your door. I want it showed up to my door. I want it to show up and like. If I can prepay online and the dude just drops it there, or if I got to pay the guy and give him a tip right there, I want it to happen there. Like, I don't want to walk down to the street to the Domino's car mm-hmm. to get my pizza. I just, doesn't feel right. But that, again. Uh, that's true. I, uh, yeah. Like, it's doing, yeah. I, I agree with that statement, 100%. But is that an old guy thing? Like, is in the future, will people care? It's like, oh, well, yeah, it's what you do. You just walk out there and get your pizza. Not a big deal. True, but (sighs) delivery implies some level of, like, service. Yep. And so, like, like if it's just delivered to your driveway, that's less service. I mean, it's it's just less of – it takes away from the the ordering experience, I feel like. So how many people, though – would be willing to walk out to their car or walk out to a robot car if they could get their pizza for a buck fifty less because they don't have to pay for the employee. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, would they would would people do that? It depends. It totally depends. Like when I order pizza, 
when I did order pizza. We haven't ordered pizza like in delivery in a long time. We've been doing a lot of Papa Murphy's take and bake. Oh, yeah. Papa Murphy's is on point. I like those. But that's a lot easier for like a group of people, right? Oh, yeah. For Um, sure. Well, it's it's inexpensive. Yeah, and and it's relatively inexpensive. It's not that inexpensive anymore. You have to find the deals. But anyways, uh, we digress again. We digress. Um, Like if I ordered delivery... There's a chance I'm gonna. I was like hammered. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> like yeah, I don't want to walk, fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to walk to my front door. Yeah. Let alone out to the street. Yeah, I get that. I, I, so I think it'll fit. It'll fit a need for a certain time. Like oh, we're having people over. Let's just order pizza. Like oh yeah, mm-hmm. we can walk out to the steps. No problem. But then like you're late night, half drunken or stoned people like i don't know they probably are just chilling yeah, and there's such good stories around it yeah always did you ever deliver pizza i i never have no oh did you deliver it did you do any kind of delivery no i've younger? never been in a food service job ever what well, you did the the managing the sports complex oh, you- yeah yeah but that that's less foodie more concession stand i mean it's okay i take that back that's food and i did a concession stand but i never like delivered food no. gotcha when I was Fuck, yeah, you're right. What? So we had there's an outdoor sports complex up in Appleton, too, that in the summer, while running the tournaments, there's a concession stand, and I manage the concession stands. See? So you're right. Okay, I have been in food. I know you've been in food. Ironically, though, I've been in food as an adult, not as, like, a young person. Well, how old were you? 23, 24. Oh, yeah, for sure, then. That was post-college. It was post-college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you were the boss. You were the man. Right. You had a bunch of young people working for you. No, it was all. It was the home team that was sponsoring it had to provide volunteers. Oh, so it was parents. It was all parents. So I had to. I remember I had to doing work. that shit. I had to get a shift schedule from the team of parents and make and sure there was coverage. You had to organize parents. That yeah. fucking suck. Usually, I actually, yeah, it kind of sucked. I'd do a walkthrough with him in the morning of how things worked, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go grill. <laughs> so just right outside. It was a yeah. huge, it was like a fucking 12 burner. It probably was like six feet wide. Whoa. It was a been kind of giant fun. grill. A lot of just flipping burger patties and hot dogs and shit. Yep. yep. Brats, burgers, and dogs. Mm. With a brats straight up grill, it was like. Because I know brats sometimes, like, I like to boil my brat before mm-hmm. I grill it. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? Was it just straight throw them on the grill and go? Yeah. Okay. And then they would soak in, like, a, not soak, but they would be in a... In a Nesco? In a Nesco with some uh, beef stock or something. Okay, so then they would, like, if but there was to, any chance of not being completely cooked, that would finish cook, in yeah, there. Because yeah. Yeah. You, you have to keep in mind, like, when I say grilling for that capacity, like... When I would buy food, we'd buy direct from a meat market, and so I'd be buying forty pound boxes. Yeah. So like the burgers I'd buy, like are coming forty pound boxes. The dogs I buy come in forty pound boxes. The brats I buy come in forty pound boxes. So like I'm getting forty burgers in a, not forty burgers. That's like one hundred and twenty. One hundred twenty burgers. Burgers in a box, and I'm going through six boxes a day, of just burgers. Yeah. That's so, a lot of fucking meat. So, like brats, if I'm if I'm gonna grill three hundred brats, there's no fucking way I'm gonna boil three hundred brats. Right, right. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, how do you ensure the cookness? You know, it's like, were you the only guy that grilled? No, I would let a parent do it, but it was all. You, you, they just had to like temp it or. 
I could see like some sort of like checklist of like what what are your what's your skill level on a grill? No, <laughs> we we've got it. Let's, let's it's just like how many minutes for a brat? What's the end of the brat supposed to look like? Yeah, which which way do the grill marks go? Like no, it wasn't that intense. <laughs> I know, but it'd be kind of fun. It was just make sure they're fucking cooked. Uh, yeah, like but the like as a dad. If you had to volunteer for oh, something yeah. like that, if you're that into nobody it. wants to volunteer to run the fucking concession stand because it's no. it's not a fun job, no. right? You do it because you have to because it's your fucking turn. But if you had a dude that was like, "All right, grill marks, which way do they go?" You know, it would just make yeah. it fun. So I agree, but you got to think on a larger scale. Like this thing is running two propane tanks. You typically are running half a grill because, like, a quarter pound burger on that grill is going to cook in, like, four fucking minutes. Yeah. So by the time you get half the grill laid out with burgers, the your other. first burger needs to be flipped already. Yeah. You don't have time to be like, oh, let me rotate this to get grill marks. Like, don't fucking burn it. Don't dry it out. And you yeah. just, it's nonstop. It was awesome. It was nonstop. Yeah. If you have a flare-up, you're fucked. Oh, I bet. I bet. Did you clean it, at like, with a pressure washer? I never pressure washed it, no. See, so I had a buddy of mine, he's like, you know, you got to take your grill to the car wash. What? Yeah, he'd take his grill to the car wash, and then he'd pull all the grates out, and he would pressure wash it at the car wash. Because then he's like, then you don't have the, all that shit, greasy stuff on your driveway. I, true, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know how the fuck we got here. Oh, food service. Okay. No. So I've never been in like a McDonald's or like a pizza delivery situation. So I delivered Pizza Time. So Pizza Time was like, a, I, I, I don't think it was a chain, but I was in college. And so I was working during the day at an Albertsons supermarket in the, in the butcher department. Um, I was like assisting the butchers and then working the deli and all kinds of shit. And then I'd clean the whole thing up and I, fucking disgusting, eh? So at the meat at the meat department we worked and I was always the guy to clean everything at the end of the day. Right. So okay. we had this high pressure, like fire hose situation, but it was fucking super hot water. So you hose everything down with the super hot water and it like would steam. And just think about like all the meat smell of the, of the raw meat mm-hmm. and the juice and the fat and then it's steamy in there. And it's like, I would come home and my skin had a film on it. Yeah. Like you could scrape it with a butter knife. It was fucking gross. It was, it was nuts. And then you got to soap it all down with another hose that's all full of soap and stuff. And then you got to rehose it all back down with the hot water and everything's got to be, I mean, it's got to be perfect. It's got to yeah, be completely right. sanitized at the end of the day. Um, so I was doing that during the day. And then at night I would deliver pizzas. And it was like, it was like a bunch of like pimply kids, you know, and, and like greasy guys and like, it was like a, you could get a pepperoni pizza, a large pepperoni for five ninety nine mm-hmm. delivered. Damn. Yeah. So we were like the cheapest place in town, and uh, um, this guy that was the manager, tall skinny guy, and like he was one of those guys that like he didn't ever have any authority in his whole life except for when he's managing the <laughs> okay. pizza place, and he fucking loved it. He fucking loved it. So he'd have all these people come in, college kids, rejects. Everybody's, like, trying to look for something to do. You need a job. And people delight delivering pizza late at night because that's when they're up. So um, he would he would walk you through 
making a pizza and he would fucking rail you if your if your pizza sauce wasn't like perfect mm. you know and then and like you gotta lay your cheese out and i remember one of the things he would say is no bloody edges because he you couldn't have your sauce going too far out on the crust with no cheese because it's like a big fucking no-no so anyway we hey, would he had pride in the pizza he had well for I, a six dollar pizza i appreciate that i don't yeah i think that it was I'm not sure if it was pride in the pizza or if or it if was he just, he just really loved like being the boss. Yeah, he yeah. really loved like making sure people stayed in line, right? And uh so we would get paid uh, hourly, then we had tips. Yep. And then you would get a a percentage of all the pizzas you delivered for the night. Okay. So the more pizzas you delivered, the higher percentage you get it came back on your check. And it was a small percentage, but I mean, it could add up if you did really good. Sure. So they would lay out the boxes on the shelf to be delivered. And we were busy. It was busy. We delivered a lot of fucking pies. And uh, there would be these long, skinny paper tickets for each pizza. So they'd stick it to the side of the box. And it was like it was almost like a two-part. The back was sticky. It would stick to the box. And then you'd rip the, the, front, the front part off. The, the, there was a white and a pink. You'd rip it off, and you'd stick it on the, on the board. And then you would grab that. And it would go with you wherever you went. So at the end of the night, you could turn it in. That's how many pizzas you delivered. Okay. I always grabbed way too many because I always wanted to. Sure. I wanted to be like the guy who delivered the most pizzas. And I would be like, okay. So I knew the town. At, after doing, that's one way to learn a fucking town. You want to be a. You want to figure out where you live and like where everything's at. Deliver pizza for six months. Mm. You'll fucking learn every nook and cranny of any town. I swear it's like. It's, it's, and it's kind of like, I don't know how many times I drive into a neighborhood that I didn't even know existed. Oh, sure. You know, and it's like, whoa, when, how long has this been here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would like take six pizzas on a normal run. And my boss would get so pissed because he's like, that's six pie. That thing's not going to be hot when you get there. You got to, you know, and it's like, I got this, you know. So I'd fly around town doing this. This one night, we had this pizza. It was like a double extra large, fucking huge. It was like not the size of the table. What's this table? Four by four? Mm. 36 by 36? Yeah, I don't know. It's a huge pizza, huge. And this guy ordered triple bacon, triple cheese, triple pepperoni in that order. So it's really heavy, right? But it's spread out so wide that it's like, it's not very thick. Mm-hmm. I get to this guy's house, and it's one of those houses like uh, where you park on the street, but you got to go way up like this oh, yard. Yeah, yeah. And it's really dark, and I didn't see the stairs. So I'm walking up the front of this guy's yard, and I slip. The fucking pizza box hits the ground, and the whole pizza s- slides down into an accordion in the bottom of the box. <laughs> it was so bad. And so I go back to the car, and I looked at it. And I was like, hmm. So I closed the lid and I shook it really hard and it all laid back out. It was so fucked up. It was so bad. But it was the end of the night. I didn't want to fix it. I didn't want to drive all the way back to get it. So I delivered it anyway. Nobody said anything. You got away with it. got away with it. But it's a fun job. It's a fun job. (laughs) That's a big pizza. It was a huge fucking pizza. It's kind of gross that you could shake the box and it flattened itself back out. 
Well, it, I, it had to weigh like eight pounds. Jeez, yeah. It was so huge. So if you fuck up a pizza, is that you have to pay for it? Like, how does that work as a driver? Um, no, because we used to fuck them up if we wanted to take one home. Oh. <laughs> you'd, you'd fuck it up. You'd do something. Like Whoops, my bad. Yeah, I, I'll take care of this you'd one. You'd drop it. Yeah. You'd drop it on accident. And it's just like, you know, and then you go back like, ah, I got to re-deliver it, you know. So then you, you still get And then paid. you take another ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You got to re-deliver it, and then you take another ticket, and you. Um, so there wasn't guidelines, or there wasn't rules like you have to take this many pizzas within this distance to have them delivered by X time or something like that. No, no, there was like, this was it's a hole in the wall pizza joint. So no, there was no. I wonder nowadays if there that. is something like oh, that. Oh, there's got to be, yeah, because customer service is everything. Yeah, and it's everything is so review based. Like back then. They like they're gonna write into the newspaper right, to tell right. them how bad their pizza was. Nobody's gonna do that, yeah, you know. So true. it's like, what was there like the Better Business Bureau? <laughs> <laughs> make a phone call and Better Business Bureau. Your five ninety nine pepperoni pizza came in and it was smashed up. They just wouldn't order yes, again yeah. or something. But but for five ninety nine they were ordering again. Yeah. What do you? So what's your thought? So you got paid tips. Because you're delivering pizza. Mm -hmm. What's your thought on tipping? So tipping has become a big thing, obviously, with the pandemic, right? Because people are struggling for wages. and They were. Or they were. Yeah. I have mixed feelings, and I'm not trying to sound like that guy. What's your thoughts on tipping, like, if you just go, like, let's say you go to Papa Murphy's. Mm -hmm. They now ask you if you'd like to tip. It's everywhere I know. I struggle with it too. What I can't like the the Papa Murphys. First off, I think they're making like eleven bucks an hour. Yeah, like I don't know what tipping was invented for people making two dollars and sixty seven cents an hour as a waitress because the tips were supposed to balance out. Like that's still a federal minimum wage for tips to yeah. servers is two yeah. something that's fucking crazy that is that's insane so i don't know if that's why tips were invented but it's a byproduct so if you go to if you go to tip, europe they don't tip tip stands for something what does tip stand for i think it's i'm gonna look you keep telling okay i'm gonna keep talking i'm gonna keep spewing some bullshit um in my opinion tips were invented for people that were making two dollars and 37 cents an hour to, to like bring them up to a better raise. And it was also a, a, a indication of how well you were doing your job as a server or whatever. Now it's such a given that everybody gets tipped. Um, that it, it's, it is just kind of strange. So the pandemic changed the tipping game. Yeah. Because before, if I ever did takeout, I didn't tip. See that, and that's maybe more my where my question is going. Like when you do tape, right? They're just making the food, which is the job. Yeah, and so I had mixed feelings on it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The tip is for the 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 service, right? And you're not getting service when you're getting takeout, right? You're you're getting you you paid eleven dollars for your your burger and fries and whatever, and and then you go and pick it up and you leave. Yeah. Like they didn't serve you. They didn't have to bring you water. They didn't have to bring you extra napkins and all that shit. They didn't have to clean up after you. Right. Go in, get they your just, food, leave. Right. Yeah. So so tip stands for two things. It could stand for two things: to ensure promptness, or to ensure prompt service. 
Really? Yeah. That's so the- I, I feel like I feel like without actually looking up how it started, a tip was a gratuity for someone who like made a focus for you, like made you a focus of their thing. Right? So like if you're if so some some very entrepreneurial minded young person was like, if I really bust my ass, maybe they'll thank s- me with some gonna money. Someone's going to thank me with some cash. And someone's it's like, like a doorman yeah. or a, a golf caddy, yeah. something like that. Like I feel like that's probably how it started. And then it morphed into, well, you make tips so we can pay you shitty wages. Oh, that would be so like the government to do that though. Right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so my with tipping, I'm so like during the whole pandemic, I was everyone started now on your digital receipt or when you check out with a credit card, like the credit card machine itself's like, "Oh, do you want a tip?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. You're probably low service. I appreciate this. Like I want to still help what you the, as a person you and want help the, the restaurant business to stick around yeah um but then i was like fuck it it came to a culmination when we ordered pizza at my parents house for something and it was this pizza joint that it was nice but it was super expensive like we ordered three large pizzas and some breadsticks it's huh. like 80 bucks holy shit yeah and they don't didn't offer delivery so you have to go and pick it up and it was fucking downpouring downpouring rain mm-hmm. and uh like that guy's house like i had to walk up these steps to get there and so i'm drenched when i get in there and they give me the pizzas i'm like okay but i'm standing there going okay you made me pizzas they're fucking 80 dollars for three pizzas and breadsticks mm-hmm. and i just walked my ass through the pouring through rain. the pouring rain and i got to do the same thing so are you really doing anything for me other than making they're, the pizza they're not they're getting paid by buying the pizza, they're getting paid for what they did. Yeah. If you sat down, then it would be a different story a different because there would be a server. If if they had to take it out to you, different story. Exactly. Some poor motherfucker's that... got to walk through a rainstorm yeah. to give you a pizza. I'm going to give that guy a tip. And I think that's what emphasized it in my mind is I had to walk through the rain. Yeah. And I'm fine walking through the rain, but I'm not going to pay you extra for not walking through the rain. Right. It's it's fucked. It's it, and it's and now it's like so it's like, is it, it? You don't want to get canceled because you don't tip. I'm not worried about getting I, canceled. I know, but, yeah. but I'm I'm saying like there's a feeling of like, like am I am I just supposed to tip? So I'm gonna tip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because I don't want people to think I don't care or I'm not gonna be the guy. I'm not gonna be the guy who doesn't tip because everybody else is tipping. You know, it's right. like, it's, it's bothersome. It's absolutely yeah. bothersome. When when and. We're talking specifically. There's not like a service involved. They're just making the food, right? Yeah, no. And it's really hard when you know the person. Like we oh, get, yeah. When we get takeout, and I know the fucking person who's ringing me up, I'm like, we're very friendly. And if I would sit down, I would probably leave you a large tip because I, I know you, and we're yeah. But all you're doing is you grabbed a bag and swap my credit card. I feel really torn well that's the thing you you're are you supposed to you know what's what's the what's the guideline so and if you're the person who's handing you the food and didn't do anything what's the expectation because i feel like at some level there's an expectation that you get tipped now right but for yeah for what though i know that's my point like for what Mm -hmm. i don't know what what, what are you getting tipped for so perhaps so well it's interesting though too because at coffee shops yeah tips even even if they don't even if all they're doing is making a latte and handing it to you is a tip. Yeah. You know. And I own coffee shops and it's like 
the people that worked for me and myself, we would get the biggest tips, but only when we like saw the person coming, we knew their drink, we yep. pre-made it, yeah. you know, you remember their name, you give them the best service you could possibly give, yeah. you know, so there's something to that. But when you go to a coffee shop, I did this coffee shop one time in, oh, fuck, somewhere in northern Wisconsin. Anyway, it's like a hipster little coffee shop. And people there had all kinds of fucking attitude. Mm. Like, what's your name? K-Ike. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you're just like, you're breathing the same air as me right now. Yeah, that's that, was the, like, that's, that was the vibe you were getting. It was the vibe I was getting. And it was just like, fuck you. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, and then they'll give you the bill, and it'll give you preset options yep. for a tip. That's what everyone, yeah, it's 15, always. 15, 18, or 20% yep. tip. Choose one or other. It's like, oh, so I got to go to the other and click zero. And click zero because you're an asswipe. Yeah. So now there's restaurants now. And this, the first time I saw this, it was like, whoa. It was 20, 25, and 30% Fuck. pre-entered into the into the thing. So, and I, I, I'm not going to hit the other because I'm lazy or whatever. Sure. You know, so it's like, okay, so I hit the 20 and 20 to me is still a good tip. Dude, yeah. 20%. So who's out there cranking a 30% tip? You know, it's like, that's a, that's a, I'm, and maybe I, I'm coming off like I'm cheap or something, but a 30% tip is big. You, you got to have some excellent fucking service. Yeah. Like dynamite service to get a 30% tip for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and now especially, and I, I feel like, and I could be totally fucking wrong on this. But I feel like very few people are still making that two dollar and thirty seven cent wage. Yeah, I have no idea what wages are. Um, but again, for those people, I would assume it's more of a sit down situation. It's not the yeah. The people I think in my in my convoluted fucking mind that thinks that he knows shit when he really doesn't. Guy, he he believes that um, the people like I'm thinking like a diner yeah. in Chicago and a seedy. Like, sure, sure. like someone who's, you know, slinging pancakes mm-hmm. at, at a diner at a, in a spot in Chicago, like where there's millions of people living in, in the same city. It's like they can get away with paying people shit. Right. You know, I think like in a town like ours, you couldn't get away with paying someone $2 and 37 cents an hour unless, unless like the tips are so fucking incredible. Right. right. You know, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody's going to work for that. No, I don't think so either. Because tips are just, yeah, it's so dependent on your the people you can draw in. And then, yeah. yeah, so. Tell you what, though, having a tip job, when I knew, like, my money was going to come from tips. Yeah. I was, I mean, other than when I, or according in somebody's pizza, I was like, I was on it. Really nice all the time. Oh, you know, sure. crack a joke, have a good time. Hey, man, whatever. And and it 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 means the world. Yeah. To get in a good. Well, tip. I feel I feel bad for those, like delivery drivers who are tip based. Now that all these people are all these places are adding delivery charges too. Oh yeah. So, if I'm going to get a pizza, oh I buy twenty dollars in pizza, then I get stuck with a three dollar and fifty cent delivery charge. Plus now I need to tip you. Like, I feel like ultimately there's probably a lot of subsets that. My tip is less because they're already making a delivery charge. Like, I don't even know what that delivery charge covers. I think that the... They make it a point to say that it's not a tip. Right. So, 
my conspiratorial minded guy, this inside person I'm talking about in the third person <laughs> right now for some reason, he's like, <clears throat> motherfuckers are just trying to find another way to slip a little extra money onto the bill that you're not going to argue because it's just a fee mm-hmm. like banks do and all that shit where it's like, oh, it's a dollar twelve. Or your cell phone fucking bill. There's 72 different kinds yeah. of fees on there. It's like, what do these even fucking mean, right? But in a service industry, in a restaurant, in that situation, I want to say that maybe it's because shit's more expensive. It costs it costs more to run your business. Gas is more. Um, turn, keeping the power on's more. The the pepperonis more. That all the equipment's more expensive, and so they got to figure out a way to recoup the costs of those extra expenses without raising the price of the seven ninety nine pizza. Yeah, but you're just raising the price of the seven ninety nine pizza. I know, but when you advertise it, seven ninety nine pepperoni, people are like, oh, seven ninety nine yeah. pepperoni. So-, <laughs> so then they buy it and then the three dollars and fifty cent fees on there and they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. That's the super so in the okay, we're around the Dells mm-hmm. three years ago, I think. So we took all the kids of our clubs to to um one of the resorts, I won't name drop them here. And they advertise all the time online, $5 tickets, $5 entry fee for $5 admissions, $5 admissions. So if you buy online. So if you buy online, though, there's a $3 online convenience fee per ticket. Right. So it's like, that's not $5 tickets, you fuck. Right. It's exactly. <laughs> so it's all about the marketing then. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, I suppose that's no different than serving sizes. No, it's not. 50 calories per serving, but a serving size is... Yeah, you You're can't. fucking, yeah. I don't even try <laughs> to believe that shit anymore. That's, yeah, there's certainly a level of shadiness there. Not a fan. No. Which part? All of it? Yeah, <laughs> all of it. The, so I use these uh, QuickBooks. Yeah, for your business. For yeah. my business, QuickBooks Online. And I love their service, and I like all the little details they have, what they do, and they, they do a lot of shit. It's great. So... But they also, like, one month it's like you're paying nineteen ninety nine a month. And then it's just an auto charge, ACH, mm-hmm. whatever. And and then the, uh, like six months later, you're looking at it, it's like $27.99. It's, well, wait, wait a minute. When did that change? You know? It's like, well, you signed up for the auto charge, and in the fine print of the auto charge, it did say that if we have an increase in cost, you'll automatically be enrolled. Oh, sure. So... I didn't even know I'm paying an extra $8 a month for this service. And it's like, but I'm already using it and all my information's in there. So if I wanted to quit using it, it would be really difficult and time consuming. And so, okay, I guess I'll just pay the $27.99. And then you can do these uh, credit cards or direct deposit. Like if I have a client that wants to pay me online. Yeah. If you do the credit card, you got to pay the credit card fee, Yep. right? So I'm like, I just turn the credit card off unless someone requests it. So then I have to charge them the extra 3% to cover the fees and all that shit. Or to do the bank transfer direct deposit. That was always no fees attached because they're not doing anything. Sure. Right? All they're all you're doing is putting your account number in and it does a transfer. The banks do the work, right? So... They came up with this thing where if you did the bank transfer, it would take like seven, six to six to ten days, seven to ten days before you get your money. Mm-hmm. It's like where does it, where does it go? Where does all that money go for seven days? Like, that's kind of fucking dumb. Because I saw they paid it. Did they just? Is, 
I don't know put if they it like in their account and, and invest and, it or try something. and get a little interest on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like that's what it feels like. I think they probably do. So, well, Venmo's the same way. Yeah. Like if you want if you want same day transfers on like Venmo or PayPal, you have to pay a fee for it. Right. Otherwise, yeah, it's like seven days or something like that. And so, uh, after a while, it's like fine. Seven days. I'm used to it. It's what it is. Fine. I don't. I, I'll I'll deal with it. Then it says, well, if you'd like to get it in one to three business days, you could pay this ten dollar fee. And it's like, oh, what? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's like if I get paid within thirty days, I'm usually pretty good. Sure. Well, after so long of that, now they're just like, no, it's just a free. It's a it's a one percent flat one percent. You don't even get an option. So now, no matter what, anytime anybody pays their bill online, I have to pay a fee. It's like for what? Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's another way for this company that makes millions of dollars already to get an extra buck out of yeah. me. Well, fuck. Look at. Um, I think you can do it for free for federal. Look at the state, state of Wisconsin, for your taxes. If you want an online file, your fucking taxes for the state, you have to pay like 30 bucks to do your taxes online so that someone doesn't have to go through the fucking paperwork. Right. So you pay you pay the state to do mm-hmm. less work. Yeah. It, That's fucking bizarre. You want people to send in their taxes. You don't put a goddamn fee to do it when it's more convenient for you as the state. Yeah, because it... it like, I, I should then, just to piss you off and do it the free route... Print off 40 fucking pages and mail that shit in. Yeah, because then you have to pay someone to sit there and go through it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's fucking... That's fucking stupid. Okay, look at this. Digital downloads. Why are are digital downloads more expensive than hard copies? Like porn? Yeah, porn. (laughs) Pretty much. Digital downloads and porn are more expensive. No, so like my kids, they have PlayStation, Xbox, all that shit. A digital download is more expensive than a hard copy. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, it, no fucking clue. You don't. There's no factory involved. There's no physical products. There's no shipping. There's there's no there's none of that. Nope. But it's more expensive. Yep. Fucking makes zero sense. Other than they're just like they're. It's like and they're not even encouraging people to to do the digital download because it's twice as much. Yeah, I I usually when we when I still was buying DVDs, I got into a weird trend of buying like the. Blu-ray plus digital. Oh. It was the same price as just the digital. Why wouldn't you? But then you got to log into some service to fucking put in your product code. Redeem it, and then you, that's the only place you can watch it, yeah. No, it's, um, I just, there are strange, there are strange things afoot, Kyle. Well, that's what people are used to now. Young generation, like, why the fuck would they buy a DVD? It'll get scratched. You gotta house it. I, I, so it's an aversion to having to deal with physical things. But I like the physical things. I like having that fucking case. Yeah. I, it's okay. Do you have, you have digital movies or no? Or you have like a Netflix though? Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's more time consuming and you see less of like your library to sit there and scroll through digital photos of movies well because your brain fucking shuts down after a yeah while. you're just looking at movies when like i have a fucking shelf of dvds i can scroll through I'm like that's the one i want to watch takes me two seconds makes me so happy when you do that yeah your little your little sounds you make 
<laughs> so, yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't. I liked. I do like the convenience of digital downloads. It's less appealing for me because I have such shitty internet. Sure. Yeah. Like if you do not have good internet, you still have DVDs. Like yeah. a pile of them. Dude, I got shelves worth. Are they on display? Can you like um, go to your TV room and they're like there? No, they're in my basement, so you have to like make a point to go see them. Okay. But they're they're laid out so like I can look at them and see all the titles. Like that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I don't know I don't I don't know of too many people that still have like the big stack, fat stack of DVDs. I should probably go through them. I would be interested. I know there's a service you can pay. It's like a dollar or two dollars per DVD to quote buy the digital copy of it as well. Really? Yeah. Mm. So it's so like if you have a if you have a standard DVD, it's like a dollar to buy the digital version of it, or two dollars and you can buy like the HD version of it or something like that. Do you buy that from the the like the production company? No, I think it's I think it's a service. I mean, what would be like? I think it's through Walmart right now. The one I'm thinking. So Walmart streaming service is Vudu. Okay. And so I think like you just scan the UPC on an app and then you can purchase it for like a buck. So you can digitalize because so you could so you could digitalize your library. The UPC is the proof of purchase. Right. But fuck, I could just go to a yard sale. Fuck yeah. Walk around, see the UPC, yep. bam, scan yeah. it. Done and done. Huh. So maybe there's your cheap workaround to get movies. Yeah. You ever used to go to yard sales? Ever? No. No? I see them all the, on time. So I never used to carry cash. Like, oh. there's no point. But I started carrying cash, and I'm like, I could go fucking do a yard sale right now. <laughs> I like having a little bit of cash in my pocket. Yeah. Not a lot. But, like, I like having some. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it, I just like it. But, yeah, when it's yard sale day, it's like Stephanie and I used to hit yard sales Big time. Okay. Like every weekend would come around, we'd be like, oh yeah, we're going to go hit the yard sale circuit. Now it's like every, it's like more of a nostalgia. Like, let's go see mm, if there's any, mm. you know, but if you want a yard sale now though, you got to be that fucking person that's there on Thursday. Cause it's sure. You know, got to get there when they first open all, all the good shits out on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. And if you're going on Saturday, fucking don't Done. even bother. Mm. Unless like, unless you're doing it for nostalgia, it's like maybe you'll run across something that you might sure. like you know it's like uh uh it's like american pickers out there like everybody's out there buying all the really good shit and then they'll go to sell it on their amazon store oh. i think there's a lot of that going on reselling for yeah them. they're yeah. reselling for profit it's like a it's like a side hustle yeah i can see that i mean there's a show people buy um ba 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 storage units oh yeah the storage wars yeah yeah and then they just resell that shit what i mean you're just look you're just looking for that hidden gem to make some money i know but it's like i think like so there's a there's a storage unit right outside of town they're doing a big sale uh this month end of the month i don't I know how many you i have zero intention of going and buying. oh come on unit. kyle <laughs> you and i could go in 600 bucks who knows what we'll find who knows who knows we could find like could find gold kyle Probably find fucking meth. <laughs> could be. Could find some of that too. We could sell that. Someone, <laughs> someone would buy it. it. <laughs> when we start rolling around in the big dough, then yeah. you're like, oh, 
episode? What was that? On episode twenty-two, you're gonna start yeah. selling. I think this is twenty-three. Oh yeah, this last is, episode yeah. was fucking episode twenty-two. So ironically, uh, we digress again. But I got some good feedback. On Did you really? 22. Unbelievable. Like really? Because that was a fucking shit show. That was a total. Last last week was a shit show for sure. I don't even know how we got to where we got we, on half the shit we, we start, did. Because we started so bad because I had one of those nights. And oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. You had to start talking about rocking it right away. Yeah. It, it just, it was what it was. <laughs> so, I, so, okay, I'm, I'm not into, like, buying stuff that I don't actively need right now, which is why I don't go to yard sales. That's great, though. That's like you're, 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 you're saying... Suck it to the man who's well, always saying no, you need more like, shit. I don't want your junk. Well, but it's not always junk. True. Like, there's been plenty of times I've gone to yard sales and found really good shit. But know, like, but okay, I don't need to find some antique lamp that's going to di- get displayed in my living room. You don't want to sort through people's junk yeah. to find what you want. If you want something, you go and fucking buy it. Right. Right? If I think to successfully be a like a yard sailor, you got to have the mentality that, like, you understand... 99% of it's bullshit mm-hmm. and you're and there might be one thing that you find that's going to be like okay that's great. You so know? when you so when you guys yard sale like what are you looking for? We don't looking for anything. Sometimes Just something you stumble across Sometimes that Stephanie does. She's like she's like sometimes she'll look for like an end table or something okay. like that. It's like she's oftentimes got like a, a mindset this is what I'm going to do. And and probably she's more successful at yard selling than me like that she has because something she's looking for. Yeah. So when I go, I'm just kind of wandering. Sure. Just random. It's like, oh, like I bought. Because if you're going to yard sale, you like make it a point to find a bunch of them and go place to place. Oh, yeah, you go. You got to roll. it's a thing you do. Yeah, and you and like you see the same people. Okay. Because once you get in a like in a circuit, you know, you find the other people that are on the same pattern of the circuit as Mm. you are. You pull up, you see the, you know, the blue SUV over there. It's like, okay. Then you go to the next one, same blue SUV, next one, same. Because it's all like, you know. If you're smart about it, you're going to hit them geographically mm-hmm. in order. Um, but sometimes, yeah, not sometimes, when I'll, I'll get to the, the garage sale, it's just, yeah, I'm just wandering. You know, I'm just like wandering through the forest of bullshit trying to see if there's any cool little gems in there. And oftentimes it's like, mm, no. And then sometimes sometimes it's like, oh, well, they got 10 bucks on a sleeping bag and we're short on sleeping bags so sure i'll offer him five and it's like i know the sleeping bag's probably worth 50 new but if they're not giving it to me for five <laughs> i'm not buying that motherfucker which is so weird right it's like yeah just looking for that deal the, the mindset is for me is like i don't need it i didn't go there looking for it anyway so i can offer them a low ball sure. offer you know and it's like i don't care if they say no well and there's when you have a bunch of stuff like if i'm selling if i would be selling and i just had a bunch of stuff like there's less like I, you're, you just want it out of your house. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff you know is worth something, or it has like you want a certain dollar for. You're yeah. probably not going to sell at a yard sale, are you? I don't think so. I think that's like Facebook Marketplace kind right. of shit. You know now. Yeah, now for sure. I I still think though there are plenty of people that that would rather deal with a yard sale and don't want to deal with the answering emails and meeting mm-hmm. somebody down at the True. city building to exchange a True. set of golf clubs or something. True. True. There's a lot of people that just assume like, and then families get together, you know, like, yeah, so, so like you got a family garage. Yeah. You got a whole neighborhood 
And then someone's like, oh, Carol's having a garage sale next weekend. So if you want to put anything in there, just put, you know. Yeah. And then if you do that, then you get some helpers too. Sure. You know, someone else to man the desk while you got to you have more inventory to yeah. attract people to come and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Then you get more. Yeah. So do you call it yard sale or garage sale? I mean, you've called it yard sale this whole time until I called it garage sale. Both. Both. Is there I mean, a difference? Well, the garage sale's in the garage. Okay. Yep, motherfucker. Yeah, I get that. But <laughs> not they're synonymous, I, right? They are. They are. I don't think there's really a difference between a yard sale and a garage sale. It's yeah, just one's in a garage and one's in a yard. Yeah, other than that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. I know what the difference is between a garage and a yard. God. No, I don't. It's think like a bubbler and a wa- drinking fountain. They're yeah, the same fucking thing. It's just semantics. So, um, but no, it's when I was a kid, um, my uh, my grandmother used to take me and my sister garage sailing. So we'd go visit her in Missoula, Montana, and we loved to go visit her because we knew we were going to go garage sailing mm-hmm. or yard sailing. Now I got to say them both. Thanks, thanks. Biden, you can call him whatever you want. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Um, so it was like a special thing that we did with her, and and when you're garage sailing, like she would, I was little. She'd give us like seventy five cents. Sure, you know we'd each get three quarters, and you know or a dollar, and then we could go pick something out of our own. And it was an adventure. Mm. You know, when I was a kid, it was like this big adventure. Because we didn't have a lot of money, and it was like it was like oh, we could buy some GI Joes. You never know what you're going to get for three quarters. Um, and then as I got older, I carried that same feeling of nostalgia yeah, when I go to the garage sales. And so, like, there's a a special feeling to it. But I like my kids. I'm like, what do I need to go to the yard sale for? If I want something, I just ask you. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's a whole different world. You know, it's like they're walking around with a thousand dollar fucking phone in their pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what's five bucks going to do at a yard sale? I don't want that crap. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole different mindset. I think, mm-hmm. you know, fucking okay. Number one garage sale. Fine. When I was a kid, my sister, my grandmother and I are, we're, um, driving through Missoula, Montana. My grandmother always had like, she had the newspaper because it had all the garage sales and their addresses oh, in the sure, newspaper. Sure. So we'd have the newspaper, and she'd be holding it, and we'd have some circled on it because they'd say toys or whatever, you know. And so I've got the newspaper, and I'm telling my grandma the address, and there was no fucking GPS or none of that shit. So we'd find, okay, if it's on 27th Street and we're on 12th Street, we know where we got to go. Mm-hmm. So we'd, we'd work our way to get to the garage sale, and then, you know, you, you wander a little bit till you get to where you see more cars or you see the – all the shit in the yard. So we pulled up and right out front was the fucking castle of Grayskull. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? This fucking He-Man. A, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a fucking full on castle of Grayskull with Skeletor and He-Man and, and the, 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 what's the name of the fucking cat? I don't know. I, but I know what you're oh. talking about. Yeah. So it was a full set. It was it was unfucking believable. I wanted it so bad, and it's like I had a dollar. Yeah, can't get that shit for a dollar. Fuck no, dude. It was like I think they had it like like twelve dollars or some shit, and uh, um, I was just sitting there and I was like fucking just drooling over this thing, 
And uh, like my grandmother and my sister were walking around looking at all the stuff. And I knew they were watching me because mm-hmm. I didn't look at anything else at the whole thing. I was just sitting there playing with this skeletor, ah, you know, <laughs> all this shit. And he, man, and he jumps on the, the fucking tiger and he's running across the front, you know, and there's fist fights and it was it was many faces that guy was there you push his head down and his faces would spin okay yeah there's like so many anyway i digress grandma bought it for me oh it was she got a deal she she talked him down a little bit you know she bartered i don't know how much she got it down for but it wasn't 13 bucks but it was like it was the most amazing day of my life. i i was every weekend i would just couldn't wait just to play with my castle. Yeah, yeah, it was a kind of a big deal. So now if I find some random eighties, like toys, toys, I'll get a little excited. There you go. I'll get a little excited. It's kind of fun. They were built to last. Yeah. Do you ever have stompers? Uh, I don't think so. So stompers were these, these, uh, little cars. You just, you could take the top off the car. Okay. And then you put a double A battery in there. Okay. Okay. And you put the top back on. And there was like monster trucks. And mostly they were like, they looked like a Ford Bronco or like, you know, they were like cool old 80s looking like four by four, big, like meaty rubber tires. And all they did is on and off. You'd click the little button forward, little black button. You'd flip it upside down, click the button forward, and it would just go. Oh sure, and it would go, but it, but it went in, everywhere. It just it just never stopped. And so when um, they would do the advertisements on TV, you'd be like, it looked like you're like a real car driving through the woods and over rocks and stuff. And they would tip over on their side, and then they keep going. It's like dun dun dun, stompers, <laughs> and it's like they had these vans and all these different. Then they started coming out with stomper tracks, so you could have this whole like arena thing, you know, and you could set up ramps and jumps. Okay. Probably five years ago, I came across the yard sale, and it was a full-on fucking stomper Damn. set. And there was five stompers. They weren't mint. One of them was a little cracked up. They had some like Shit's some used, sun man. fading. Yeah, you know, but it was from the eighties, right? You know, and so then they and then they had the track, and so it was like it was like fifty bucks. Fifty. Fifty bucks. Damn. I fucking bought it. Really? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! For I fifty it, bucks, I did. I brought it home. I set it up. I was so I was so pumped. So I played with it for a little while, and then like my nostalgia started to wear off. It's like fucking spent fifty dollars yeah, on this. You did. So then I put it all back in a box. It went in my basement for a couple of years, and I took it to Vinny's and dropped it off. Oh, and then you took it to Vinny's. You didn't yeah. try and sell it for no. I don't. I'm not. I. I don't do that much. Just selling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be something. There's, for me there's to a super, to yeah, it's a balance point. There's some point in where it's just like, yeah, like it's not worth me trying to sell this. Also, I thought of something the other day. This is going to sidetrack slightly, but bear with me. Do it. <clears throat> How much money do retailers or specifically Amazon make on shit people buy that they just, they're just inexpensive enough that it's not worth returning? Oh. So Sam bought um, a swing set canopy thing because ours ripped. Like the the tarp that goes over like the little slide house. Oh, you like a rainbow system? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So she bought one and our thought was we were going to buy these bungees so that I didn't have to screw it in so that we could just take it down without me having to unscrew it every time. Yeah. Um, 
and the bungees were like six or seven bucks. And, uh, but the bungees ended up being too big for the holes. And so we weren't able to use them. She goes, well, she goes, should I just return them? I'm like, they were six or seven bucks. Just right. keep them. And if we end up using them for something great, but then that got me thinking, okay, how much oh. shit do people buy? That's like, you know, 10 bucks right or at less. That price point. Right at that price point where it's like, yeah, it's really mm. just not worth me having to ship this thing back. Now, would you, if you bought them at Walmart, would you take them back? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like if it's maybe if I maybe because I was going back, I would go back. I feel like, and it's it almost takes more energy to take it back to Walmart. Yeah, but you go to Walmart more. I never go to Walmart. Well, if you shop, if, at if Walmart. you shop, yeah, but it's like. Okay, so you're going to return something to Walmart, right? You're going, you're going to, like, I would think you'd like, oh, i got to return this to Walmart. So it's on the, re- you know, return to Walmart pile. Would you make a special trip just to return it? Like, mm-hmm. if I bought mm-hmm. something at Menards before and I want to return it because it was fucked, I, there, I would all times, I will make a trip just to return something. Yeah, if it's something, well, it, that's a dollar point too, like if it's fucked. Yeah, it's a dollar point, but I mean, even if it's in that ten dollar range, so like, I think if it's if it's fucked up and broken, but I need it still, then yeah, I'll make a special trip to return it. Specifically, like Menards or Farm and Fleet or mm-hmm. something. Like if I buy something at Menards, and uh, it's for something, and I it's not what I need, or it's fucked up, like I'll yeah, I'll just go right fucking back. <laughs> yeah, but to your point. But I won't send back a five dollar set of bungees to that you just gotta print a label on. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with us, man? <laughs> what's wrong so with, much, what's wrong with people? It's more it's less it's significantly less effort to mail something back. Yeah. Well, so I don't know, like okay, here's a here's an ignorant thing. Like when you return something to Amazon, do you like have to call them or notify them or something? Yeah, you have to you have to hit you have to go to return and they'll ask you why. And you tell them why. And if you answer it wrong, they'll deduct a percentage of your return. Like if you say, like, um, I didn't like the product. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you got what you ordered. Right. But you didn't like it, so you want to return it. Well, then you're going to pay sure, a little like a bit of the. Restocking yeah, all that shit. But if it's like broken or something, then then you you don't have to pay that. Fee. I can understand that if it's it's not what I wanted or if it's I don't like it or something like that. What if you ordered the wrong thing? What do you mean? So, for instance, like, would they charge you a fee if you just ordered the wrong thing? So I had to buy a new um, air filter for my mower. Yeah. And I bought the wrong one at uh, Farm and Fleet. So I just took it back. I'm like, I bought the wrong one. I just need to go get the right one. And they just, like, let me exchange it. Yeah. I think I think if you buy the wrong one, there's still a fee. Yeah. Yeah, because they've got to do the shipping and all the shit. Sure. And it's like it's your fault. See, so that's where like buying from a store is convenient. Right. Yeah, you done fucked it up. Like, so. yeah, my bad. I didn't look mm-hmm. at this before. Yeah, it's cuz yeah, you didn't do your due diligence by making sure yeah. you know you had the right one. I won't tell you the embarrassing part of that story. But now I said it I have to. No, you have to. <laughs> Fucking rules. We have we have standards here. So I bought this filter for my lawnmower without like looking at the actual filter. Like, oh, I know my motor. I know it. it's a Kohler engine. Yeah. So I bought the Kohler filter. I got there. I looked at the filter. And I looked at, I unclicked it. And then I looked at the filter. And the filter that was in there said something different. 
And there's two filters I could have chosen from at Farm and Fleet. Mm-hmm. One was more like performance, quote unquote. Yeah. But it was also taller. So I'm like, oh, this says something different. I'm like, fuck, did I buy the wrong one? I'm like, I knew I should have bought the more expensive one. It was like $3 more. Fuck it. So I went back to Farm and Fleet, exchange it. I'm like, yeah, I bought the wrong one. She goes, oh, yeah, no problem. Just go get the right one. I didn't even open it. Yeah. And uh, I got there and I opened the other one. And then I pulled that one off and I'm like, Son of a bitch, I had the right one the first time. <laughs> I've I've been there. I've been there where it's like you just make those snap judgment I decisions. I made the snap judgment choice that yeah. I bought the wrong one, but in fact I actually bought the right one, you so now right I gotta one. go exchange Fuck. it again. <laughs> then you gotta go back and you go like actually I had I the was, right one in the first place. Yeah, I was I didn't want to do it the same day, but like, yeah, I had the right one. So I was gonna wait for a day or two. Maybe you get some other person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess I'm run I'm gonna run this <laughs> shitty filter for another couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. You make so, a but there's a convenience quick decision with at the store. Like, no, you know. Yeah, and you're dealing with a person. You know, I just there's something about like, even if they're grumpy or whatever, because a lot of them are anymore. But at least with a person, like, you feel like someone else is thinking about it with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so I need this filter, and they're like, oh, what's the filter? And you could just like, you know, yeah, it's. When you're, it's just so impersonal buying it online, and and I like a lot of people like that, but there's just just the convenience of it. it well, yeah, well, they don't want to deal with people. There's a lot of sure. people out there that just don't want to deal with people. Sure, you know, they yeah. just assume not. And uh, and I'm a person that I'd rather deal with a person. You know, I'd rather talk to somebody and mm-hmm. and and like, like, you know, like uh, you can go to Menards now, and you can make a key in their little make a key kiosk. Mm-hmm. You know, you put your key in there. Right, and the machine does it. Uh, yeah, and it's like, but then if you fuck it up, you're accountable. You no, know, you blame the machine. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but you're the one that fucked it up. Right. Where it's like if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, they can go in there and do the key for yep. you. And if they fuck it up, then they're accountable. Right. You know, um, I wish, okay, you want to talk accountability. So I we have a Google Nest thermostat in our house. Yeah. And uh, apparently one of the big problems with those thermostats is the Wi-Fi, like the built-in Wi-Fi that you can connect to your internet so you can yeah. control it via an app, burns out or does something all the time. Really? Yeah. So ours, I wasn't paying attention like a month ago. Yeah, it was over a month ago. Like late May, I noticed, oh, this thing isn't, on my app, I wanted to change like a schedule and I couldn't connect. So I went over to the thermostat and you can still manually control it, but yeah, I couldn't get it to connect. So I started doing some research and it took me a couple days. I'm like, yeah, it's a big problem. So I called customer support. The guy on the phone, super helpful. Oh yeah. Send me a picture of the error code. It's under warranty. Um, we can do this two ways. You can either ship it to us and then we'll ship you the replacement or I can put a hold on your credit card like you have to quote purchase it, but it yeah. won't. It will put a hold on it, and then we'll send you the new one with a return label, and then you can use that same box to send us your old one. And once we receive it, the credit card charge will go away. Like, yeah, let's do that. I yeah, still need. You don't a, want. You still I need, need a, a thermostat. thermostat. Yeah. And uh, so it goes okay. So they, we set it up. He goes, "You're going to get a link from Google Store and just purchase it through there and whatever." So I did. This was June first. Purchased it. It's like 130 dollars. Yeah. They're not cheap. No. And um, I got the confirmation. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Waited, waited. It's like estimated delivery time, 
so this is June 1st, June 7th. I'm like, okay, a week. That's not bad. Like I, I can still do it manually. It's not yeah. a big deal. I kind of forgot about it and it never showed up. So last week I got an email. Hey, you still haven't purchased, you, you need to purchase your thermostat. Use this link. I'm like what the fuck? I already did that. So I clicked the link and now they want $158 for the thermostat. What? So I called up customer support. I'm like, I, I never got my thermostat and I'm getting another order to get a new one. And the guy was super helpful, but this is like the fucked up part of it. He goes, oh yeah, it looks like that order got canceled on June 2nd. I'm like, why? You, you charged my credit card. He goes, oh, let me look. And he goes, I have to call Google Store. And he goes, oh yeah, that got canceled. We canceled that on our end because it wasn't in stock. I'm like, what? Uh, so, and you didn't tell me you canceled it. So what if I would have sent you my thermostat? I would have been fucked for months. A month? And he goes, well... He goes, yeah, so they canceled it uh, because it wasn't in stock. I'm like, well, thanks for not telling me. I'm like, so I need to use this new purchase link and pay $30 more, even though it's just a hold on the credit card. I'm like, is this one going to get canceled? He goes, let me check. I'm like, he came back and he goes, yeah, so it's not in stock yet. So I'm like, so I shouldn't go send you another $160 for a thermostat that you're going to cancel. I'm like, so when should I actually get a thermostat? And he goes, well, I'll just have him email you when we have them in stock. I'm like, okay. What the fuck? So, so now for months you got to do this. The manual one, which uh, it's not the end of the world, but just like the lack of communication. Like, Wait. Who the fuck doesn't tell someone your order was canceled Yeah, because we don't have it in stock? And then buy this or send them you a new link to buy it, mm-hmm. even though it's not in stock and you're going to cancel my order the next day. Because it's all automated. It's so fucking it's, stupid. It's fucking automated. You spend a hundred and fucking thirty dollars on a thermostat that you don't have to use your fucking hand for. Yeah, and you and I'm assuming within a year it failed. Yeah, well, to be fair, I didn't buy it. It was uh, it was free for it was like the learning thermostat. You get it free from the energy company type thing. Free. Yeah. Well, fucking any whatever. Whatever, but it's still it was it's the, less than a year the old. Energy company. Made a point to have these thermostats available for people so they could save energy. Yeah. Less than a year old, the fucker fails. You got to do it by hand now, which, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's not like a big deal. You got to get off the chair and go turn the thermostat. But the point is, is the fucker don't work. Right. You know, and you gave them the credit card. They canceled it. Didn't tell you. But... You know, how, how do you even know where the fuck this person you're talking to is from? Yeah, I don't. They don't, they don't work for Google. No, they're, they're some just some call contract center. Contract call center, yeah. Yeah, so it's like now you're dealing with somebody that is nowhere near really affiliated with anything to do with your Nest thermostat other than Google contracted them to answer your phone call, and they've got a list of answers that they can read off of to say, did I solve your problem? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, how'd you like that fucking job? It was, it would suck. It was really weird, actually. Have you, have you ever called into customer support or requested a call from customer support? You mean like from anybody? From anybody, let's just yeah, say. Yeah, well, yeah. Have you ever had it where you like type in your information online and say, call me so I don't yeah. have to be put on hold? Mm-hmm. How long did it take them to call you? Not very long. Okay. So with Google, like I tried calling and it's like, this is at like 8.59 a.m. when I tried calling it's like, oh, our customer center is currently closed. Check back for hours. So I was on I was on their website, and I couldn't find fucking hours. So I, I assumed it was 9 o'clock. 
And so it's like 9.05 at this point after I tried to find an hours for a while. I'm like, whatever, I'll just have him call me. So I type in my stuff, and legit, like, I hit submit, and within three seconds, my phone was ringing. Yeah. It was cr- like, I'm like, what the fuck? I think it's bullshit. I think that it's it's like uh, every time you call a line and it's like, our car, our call volume is higher than, than normal. I think that's standard now. Yeah. I think it's just a way to fucking appease people if they do have to hold for a little while. Sure. But it, yeah, it was like, I literally hit submit and my phone was ringing. Like, uh, and like, then it's some automated thing. Like, this is Google. We're going to connect you with a representative. Yeah. So I'm sure it was like, they sent them the information. I'm like, here you go. Pick up. Yeah, exactly. It's it was like, kind of fucked up. But. It, it is. It's, it's all that automated shit. I'm, is pretty soon it's just going to fucking run everything and and, and we're not going to have any autonomy anymore. You know, it's like you got to call this number and you get a call back and it's going to happen in five to 72 minutes, but it's five to 72 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. That's your range. That's your range. That's your range. It's yeah. It's fr- super frustrating, super frustrating. And, and to be, are you nice to the call center people? Oh, unless I'm pissed. Like, if it's something that pissed me off, I will be nice, but I will be obviously mad. Like, intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, so you're 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 giving them the firm. Yeah. I'm upset, but I know it's not your fault. Right. But you need to express to whoever the fuck needs to know this yeah. that I'm upset. Yeah, like, I've done that more with um, probably, like, my internet. <laughs> oh. Is it- and, like, billing or something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> you ever listen to the fucking the automated? It's like, it's like, uh, press one for this, press two for this. And you already know that, like, you have to say customer service. Mm-hmm. If you want customer service, I'll be like, customer service. I don't wait for him. It's like, fucking customer service. And then I'll be like, press three, customer service. <laughs> and pretty soon I'm fucking yelling into the phone, customer service, motherfucker. And I'm talking to nobody. Yeah. It's a computer. It's like. It's not even an option, but you still say it and then yeah. they'll send you to someone. Yeah. So are you nice to people? Generally, I'm pretty damn nice to people. Yeah. Look, I get it. It's you're not. It's, it's not your fault. Yeah, I, I am. But I do think that when I'm nice to people. That there's some level of like, okay, he's a nice guy, so we can probably get a little more away with things mm-hmm. than somebody who's really angry. But I also think if you're an asshole, they don't fucking care. No, right. Like, why would they care? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, if our internet went out and our internet was out for, let's just say, a week. Yeah. Like, fucking I- week. Jesus. Like a week, yeah. They have to rebuild some line or something. So you call them. And you're like, is there an ETA on this? And like, no. And then I'm like, okay, if you don't know, why the fuck am I paying you $40 a month if I miss out on three quarters of the month? Right. Are you going to prorate my bill mm-hmm. to show me the days that I didn't get service that I'm paying for? Well, no, not really. Then I start like, okay, well, then yeah. we need to fix this. <laughs> Yeah, and see, that's where, yeah, where you get firm and you explain to them that you're not okay with that, but it's like, yeah, the person you're talking to literally has nothing to do with your yeah. internet. Oh, no. You know? Or if I, you know, no, or if I bought a product and it broke, it's like, it's under warranty. 
I bought it with the assumption that it could do this because you advertise it can do this. It's not your mm -hmm. fault, but I expect you to uphold that end. And if you're going to try and give me the ring of a roll on why you're not going right. to uphold that ring, yeah. that end, I'm going to get a little angry and expect you to find me someone who's going to uphold your word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if they, if they owe you something right, and, and they're not going to appease you, you're the fucking customer. Yeah. You know, so you got to get taken care of. So yeah, that's, Absolutely. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about uh, when we lived in Appleton and internet pricing? No. Okay. So we had, we don't have, I forgot who the company was up there, Time Warner or something. Okay. But uh, so we had internet and, you know, after X amount of time, your price goes up because you don't have contract pricing right, anymore. Yeah. And usually when that happens, frankly, all you do is call them and they'll fix it. Yeah, just say you're going to cancel it. Exactly. Like, oh, you don't got to do that. So I called the company. I'm like, yeah, our, our pricing went up. I'm like, I need it back to our contract pricing. Goes, oh, she goes, no problem. And I was super nice. And she goes, really, all I need you to do is I'm going to transfer you to this line. And all you have to do is, and she goes, just say that you're going to leave if we don't fix it. She goes, they'll fix it. I'm like, oh, perfect. It was the most disingenuous call I've ever had. Yeah. And the guy picked up and goes, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I understand you have a billing question. I'm like, I'm like yeah, uh, I'm going to cancel. Unless it's fixed. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to put you back at your normal contract pricing. I'm like, thanks, bye. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was as easy as that. It's, it's like they had to. They it's just so had to easy. It. Yeah. Well, that's their that's their go-to. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's credit cards. You want to get a lower interest rate? You just call them. Oh, so, really? Hey, yeah, we lowered my interest rate on my credit card. I've had it for five years. I'm still paying 27% or something like that. Even if you don't like carry over a balance, mm -hmm. it's like, I want to lower interest rate because I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to carry, like, you don't tell them that. It's like, okay, well, no, we can't. It's fine. I'll get a different credit card. I'm like, oh, well, hang on. Yeah, we'll fix it. Well, let's, let's take care of that. They don't want to lose you. Right. They're just not like, and that's the thing is that the person on the other line, they don't give a fuck because they don't like, they work for that company and I'm sure they get graded on like, you know, how many sales they close mm -hmm. or whatever. But really, at the end of the day, it's like they know the company's bottom line. Right. You know, it's their job to not get to that bottom line. But if they have to, they can use it. Sure. To, sure. to retain somebody. So they're going to do it. I think you just find like you found someone fucking cool as shit. You know, I was just they like, know what's up. It's yeah. Like, here's the bottom line. Just say the words. Just say <laughs> these. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, it, it's, I, I want to like. I want to make somebody's day. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll go to the uh, the uh, the bank I go to has virtual tellers now. Mm -hmm. So, like, you don't, it's all video. Someone's living in, in their living room. That yep. They're living, obviously, they're living in their living Their video is in their living room, their desk, and they're hanging out. And especially, like, if the person in front of me I know is an asshole, you know, it's like. Because your window's down, you can hear them. Yeah, and they're like taking forever and they're like they're like hitting all the buttons and they're being super difficult and shit and it's like which is funny because when you do virtual tellers you never have the same one twice in a row right. but i'll get up there and and it's just like I, i'm always very kind and smiley and like like hope you're having a great day and mm -hmm. shit like that because it's like i i'm just trying to put myself in their shoes and they got to deal with fucking people that are having problems because their deposit didn't go through right or something for it just sucks, and it's not their fault. Yeah. So I always try to be that. But then you get someone who's a dick, though, on the phone, like someone who doesn't give a shit, then I'm not very nice. No. I don't like those people. <laughs> I just don't. It's, I, 
Well, I, I suppose it's no different than hearkening back to the tip thing. Like, if your server's just being a fucking asshole because he's having a rough day. Like, I'm sorry you're having a rough day, but you don't bring that shit to your job. You know, some people, though, will take that that tip thing and they'll, like, lord it over some people's head. You know, and it's like, if you want a good tip, you better be doing this. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, you no, know? no, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, not, not saying I'm not saying that's you. No, I no, I wasn't implying like you base your tip on it, which you would, but you're not gonna hold it over someone. I'm just implying like people just have bad days, even when they are tip based. Right, and they're still gonna be assholes. Or, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, people have bad days. You know, yeah. it's like, but there are some people that are true fucking assholes that are like, okay, so let's say your call in center or whatever, and it's like somebody knows that they're gonna get like evaluated on the re- on like how well they mm-hmm. handle the calls because mm-hmm. all the calls are recorded. So someone could be like using that against somebody. Like it's kind of like yeah, a power that's, trip. That's a there's some sh- there's some fucking mentally fucked people out there that just like to mess with people because it makes them feel powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I know a guy, he used to go and he'd, he'd like leave people a dime as a tip. And it's like, yeah. It's like such a fucking dick thing to do. Yeah. It's like, don't leave a tip or leave a tip. Right. But if you're going to leave a dime, that's like, it's basically saying, fuck you. Yeah. To the person who just served you your fucking pancakes that you asked for extra strawberry jam on. It's like, some people just, I don't know. I don't understand people like that. Was there, I forgot where I heard this. Is it rude to leave change? Like $3.16 or something like that. I don't know. I've... I've been told it's like, well, you don't want to leave the change because they don't like dealing with it. And it's like, well, fucking A. It's money. It's money. Yeah. And as long as it's not like only 16 cents you're leaving. Right. Because like, I don't. Like if, if my, yeah. Like that's what I'm asking. Like if the bill is, you know, $26.47 and I just want to round the total thing up to $31 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's what I do too. Like there's I, change involved. It's, I think what it is is like as a as a weight person, it's inconveniencing them to have to count the extra money at the end of the night and the change and, mm. and all that stuff. I think it's like more of an inconvenience. I don't think it's rude. I think they would just prefer that if you left it in, in whole increments, mm-hmm. it's much easier to deal with. So someone may prefer to get $3 as opposed to $3.16 because they'd rather not deal with the $0.16 cents at the end of the night. Whereas me, if I have a, like a, if I could pay in cash and I get money back and it's, there's change, I always leave the change on the table because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with the change. Right, exactly. I don't want to <laughs> so, deal with it either. So am I, is it rude to pass on the $0.16 cents that I don't want to deal with to someone else to deal with? But at the end of the day, I'm giving it to them, mm-hmm. and it's money. So if you had 30 people go through the day and have a range between $0.16 cents and $0.75, cents and you add it up, maybe you got an extra 15 bucks in your pocket. Sure. You know, that's gas money. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess, personally, I'd say, no, it's not rude. It's But as if you, you'd have to talk to a server. Yeah, I know. Oh, Connor told me this the other day. I, I've, been, I've been dying to ask you this for three weeks. I keep forgetting. Does it offend you when someone's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? No. So my my son, Connor, he's like, he's like, you shouldn't call people buddy. 
I'm like, I yeah, I get that. Why? He's like, it's insulting. He goes, it really pisses me off when someone says, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm like, why? He's like, well, because it's like, it's what you say to a little kid or something. Like, so, like hey, pal, like someone's less than you. I'm like, what? It's like, he's like, that's just, that he's like, you should just really be careful who you say that to because it really pisses people off. I think it just depends on the context and how you say it. I think so, too. Listen, bud, is different than, hey, bud. Yeah, it. I mean, I can understand because it's like, um, like with my boys when they're little, it's like, Hey pal, how's it going? You ruffle their hair or whatever, you know, but it's like, my dad still calls me bud. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's like, it's a term of endearment. Yeah. Um, but it's like, if I got a, a friend of mine and I, I say it a lot, I told a lot of my friends, like they'll be driving by. I'm like, Hey buddy, what's going on? You know, stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't say it like like there's some kid or something. But my my kids like you shouldn't say that to people. You can be careful who you, who you call buddy. Hmm. And it's like hmm, I have to think about that. Like I could see if someone's like maybe not very secure in themselves. Like they think they're being judged or something. They don't want someone to think they're a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What's the verdict on your end? I don't know if I say it often. But I'm not offended if you say it. Like, it, okay. Again, it, there's no malicious context there. Right. I think it, it, to your point, it's really about the delivery. Yeah. And, and, and like, who's saying it to you? Yeah, and I think people are so quick to get offended over fucking, oh, fucking stupid me. stuff that yeah. no one means anything by it. Like, if you don't like it, then just say, hey, yeah, I'd really prefer you didn't say Call me that. I'm like, okay. Then yeah. I won't. Because nobody gives a fuck. I don't, yeah, I don't fucking, I don't give a fuck if I, like, you don't want to be called that, fine, say it. If As long as you're not a douchebag about me saying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, but, when you correct someone, don't be such a, don't be a fucking pretentious dick about it. Yeah, Connor. Connor. <laughs> like, just be like, hey, I'd really, you know, prefer not. Yeah. But don't, no get, don't get pissed off. No, don't get pissed off. No different than, oh, maybe I don't want to say this. <laughs> what is it okay i was gonna say if someone identifies like as an opposite gender oh they them there or if you're a biological male but you identify as a female yeah like and i'm meeting you i'm just naturally probably going to call you he if you appear to be he and i would hope that there's not an offense there just a simple, actually, I prefer she. You know what I mean? It's so fucking tricky. It's super tricky. Yeah. But but, but if there's a mutual level of respect. respect and the correction, like, I'm happy to be corrected. Mm-hmm. But if as long as you're not a dick about a, it. Yeah. Like, then we can be on the same page. Like, I'm not going to purposely go out of my way to misgender you or to offend you. Right. Just like, yeah. So just accept i don't know like it just accept it's not the right word but if if there can be a mutual respect as you said then it's a lot easier to be on the same page well so it's absolutely and and i think if somebody that um say is obviously visually a male but identifies as a female Mm -hmm. then 
then there there has to be some understanding that to the rest of the world, you are still obviously genetically, not, is it genetically? Biologically. Mm-hmm. You're biologically a male. That like people are going to say that you're a male. You know, that guy over there or whatever. Right, right. And so you have to have some some understanding and some leeway around it. And if you say, actually, you know, I don't identify as a male. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. I'll work on that. Yeah, you know? I, totally. Yeah. Right? We can have, again, if I know someone identifies oppositely, then maybe like a first impression person would mm-hmm. get. Like, again, I'm not going to go out of my way to be a dick to you or to mess that up it's it's hard do you how do you experience it ever where it's somebody that you've known for a period of their life and they've this i'm using a personal example yeah, no, here. i assumed so and they they now identify as um they them there okay so which is non-binary yes yeah, non-binary okay. and So I just, the easiest way for me to do it, because I don't see them often, like very rarely, mm-hmm. I just say their first name. Yeah. It's so it, it's like that way I know that I'm not stepping on toes. And it's like, I because I will trip up over they, them, there. Yeah. 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 So I don't know anyone personally, like for a length of time. I will say just in what I do here at the club, there's a lot of teens that are in this category, but my the hard thing with the teens is I think there's just a lot of confusion right, with them internally and personally. Yeah, I was a teenager. There's always confusion. Like and so just... it's like some days, you know, well, I'm, you know, they'll proudly say they're, nine, they're non-binary, which I can respect. But then other days, you know, in the case I'm thinking of without name dropping, this young man is clearly uh, identifying like as a man. Mm-hmm. And so it like he fluxes, yeah. Like he promotes the one thing, but or they promote the one thing, like. Yeah. And so that's where I get super caught up and tricky. Now they're super cool about it, and when you know, if they want to correct, it'll be like a an honest thing, and I'll apologize and I'll correct myself mm-hmm. as well. But you know, it's obviously been a little bit, so I kind of when yeah. I interact with them, I I think it's the responsibility of the person bearing the the identity to 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 express yeah clearly how they would like to be addressed right and and i think if that person is taking the responsibility and you got to take it to a hundred percent level mm-hmm. with anybody you're going to be dealing with to under to that's your responsibility if you if you visually appear to be a specific biological gender then it's it's your responsibility to if you want to be addressed as as other than that yeah your responsibility to express that in a way that, that people can understand because I think ninety nine percent of the time people don't care no there's you know I don't care I'm not offended yeah. by it and I'm not trying to offend you yeah I, it's like I, I don't want to be a dick it's like if you no. want to be called a rock or, or 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 Fred or Dave or Sheila or whatever I don't care yeah just. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I'll do my best to, 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 to like not mash it up. Right. You know, you got to have some compassion for me on my end though too. Yeah. Like the, you'll see, and I, and I don't know if it's people trying to be viral, like in a, 
confrontational standpoint. Yeah. Like, actually, I'm this. Yeah. How dare you think I'm not and blah, blah, blah. It's like, people get it. There's still some societal norms, and I get we're trying to, like, move kind of where that is in the thought process. So, again, I just think compassion on both ends and a, a mutual respect and understanding. It's like, it's going to help everyone's case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so tricky because there's like outrage culture yeah. where everybody's like, oh, you can't do. So when I was doing background acting, um, uh, I I got uh, cast as um, a fabulous gay man. We were doing a shoot in this at this club in West Hollywood, and it was a it was a gay club, and so everybody's dressed up, and I'm I'm a heterosexual male, but I was dressed up, and it was like very flamboyant and this big loud purple shirt, and I had to act a certain way. And um, a lot of the men that were cast as fabulous gay men were actually fabulous gay men. And so it was like, they, it was, they're, it's them. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their own clothes and they look great. And it's like, fucking hey, you're definitely a fabulous gay man. Awesome. Good on you. But I wasn't. And so we were sitting there talking and uh, um, this one guy, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, obviously you're not gay. And it's like, so? Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck cares? Like, I don't care if you're gay and I'm not gay. I'm like, we can still do this thing and talk and have a good time. And he's like, he's like, yeah, keep believing that. And it was like he had this chip on his shoulder probably because he was treated poorly because he was gay, mm-hmm. you know. But because I wasn't gay, I had to take his, his gayness very seriously in order for me to appreciate it. I, I couldn't be flippant and just say, well, you're you and I'm me. Sure. And, and like, that's cool. I had, to, I had to make a big point about it. And I, and I, I felt, so, it felt so strange that because I wasn't making a big, a big deal out of it, that somehow it was offensive to him, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I was, yeah. Yeah. In today's culture, it's, it's not supposed to be a big deal, but it's offensive because we're not acknowledging differences. Right. And so it's a lo- it's like a lose lose. And then if you do make a big deal, oh, clearly it's an issue for you, but it's not. It's so, it, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's it's hard to win in certain in with people who take that mentality of, you know, just making it impossible. Well, right, and then it, but it, I to me at that point it comes down to just being a shitty human. If you ask me, it's like if you're if you are so bent on making somebody else wrong. Mm-hmm about the way you identify, well, then you're not seeing them as who they are either. Sure. You know, so it's like, be a good human and understand that everybody's got their own shit. And like, if somebody doesn't make a big deal out of it and you'd rather them make a big deal out of it, say, actually, it is something that's important to me, but I understand how maybe you wouldn't understand that. You know, it's like, but no, this, like, if you get angry or upset or you want to cancel somebody because they're not making a big deal out of something that's very important to you, that's fucked. Yeah. Because you're not making a big deal out of something that's important to them. Right. You know, it's like meet meet people at where they're at. And I think, you know. Yeah. But it's it's so fucking tricky. It is super it's, tricky. I find myself all the time and I try and fix this. And I actually am explicit about it at work. Like I'm not I don't mean anything by this. I'm working on it. I always say, guys. Yeah. Like and I have just uh I have a lot of female 
uh, coworkers or people who work, um, you know, under my supervision. Um, and every time we have a, like a team group meeting, I always like, Hey guys, I'm like, sorry. Hey team. Like, and I, I think everyone's on the same page. Like there's not a f- offense. There's just, but it, again, it comes down to, uh, intent or absolutely. It absolutely comes down to intent. And I think so often to, to actually invest enough energy into finding somebody's intent, mm-hmm. people don't want to do that. They want to, they want to react. Not everybody, but there are people that want to, that want to react as opposed to putting the energy out there to figure out what somebody actually means. Right. You know, it's like, if all you'd have to do is say, what do you mean? Because we're not all guys. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's just something I say. I you mean know. it as a collective group of yeah, people. Like, yeah, it is. And it's like, and I think someone would be like, yeah, okay, no big deal. You know, but, you know, if you wouldn't mind, if you just like, hey, team, mm-hmm. that'd be great. You know, because then I don't want to feel excluded. Right. It's like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. You know, but that conversation is almost too easy to have. Yeah. It's it's like, it, it's, it's, is it because it's easier to get outraged and get angry? Cause then you don't really have to have a discussion. Or do you feel like there's more that's accomplished, even though the actual goal isn't accomplished? How do you mean? Like if, if I'm someone who gets like saying, I'd actually rather do this. And then the person changes, like there's, you you've solved the issue with no effort right or with minimal effort it, does the effort involved of getting mad make it a more legitimate thing well i'm saying is it more emotionally difficult to keep it reined in and to have a conversation because then you're vulnerable if you get angry and yell you're not being vulnerable you're putting up walls mm-hmm. you know but if you if you're making yourself vulnerable enough to say this is how i feel can we have a conversation about this? I think that's almost harder than just getting mad. Sure. You yeah, know? I can. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see like it eating away at someone. Like they're they've been upset about it for a while, and then just fuck oh, snapping yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like they refuse to have that vulnerable conversation, so eventually it just got to the point of snap. Yeah. How many fucking fights in relationships go exactly down that out that that path ignore 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 fuck snap yeah fuck snap fuck snap snap fuck that happens too because <laughs> you gotta make up <laughs> is that makeup sex is that what that's called that's what that's called snap fuck <laughs> fuck snap fuck <laughs> wow that'd be interesting <laughs> yeah <all right. laughs> so any, anyway though yeah it's 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 the the conversation to say this is how i feel I think is scarier than just getting angry because when you just get angry, people react to somebody who's super angry way differently. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, they're angry. They're going to get a reaction and, and they want a reaction. They want someone to change fast without having to like explain themselves. You know, it, it, it's like, if you go, it's like a Karen. Well, I su- I think it's easier for someone who's getting maybe yelled at, but if you're not prepared for it, you ultimately go to agreeable to try and de-escalate right, the situation, yeah, right? Exactly. So, like, if you flip at me right now, like, I'm going to back off and I'm just going to, like, try and calm me down by most likely agreeing with you. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe 
by fuck snapping at someone, you get the answer you want, even though if it's not how they feel, because they're just like trying to deescalate and get out of that uncomfortable situation. Exactly. It's the easiest way to get the get yeah, what you okay. want out of a situation without having to actually resolve anything. Right. So there's no actual like resolution. No. Well, because Or if it is, it's all like begrudgingly. If if you're willing to step into the arena of trying to find a resolution, chances are you have to accept some of the accountability of the process that exists because you're part of it. You know, it's like I you got deep. <laughs> I, I I like it. Yeah. Well, how you have to have ownership of it. Yeah. You know, like how often does a fucked up situation completely one sided? Right. You there, know, there's yes. Life is complex, and there's usually multiple reasons something happens, and there's a good chance that part of those multiple reasons come from your end. Yeah. And so, on the most basic level. You're sitting at the fucking Culver's and you're ordering a sandwich and and you says the Culver's deluxe and on the fucking thing it says lettuce, tomato, onion, da 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 da, and you don't like tomatoes and onions and you're like, oh, I don't want any tomato on there. And then there's this little fucking piece of tomato on accident that someone like it was next on the burger next door, you know, and, and it's like you get it, you sit down, you open it up, and someone loses their fucking shit completely, and it's just like. Okay, on that situation, the person making the the burger, whatever, they there's not supposed to be any tomatoes on there. But if you fucking lose it all together, you're not even giving someone an opportunity to to like corrective action. Like yeah, yeah. just like take responsibility for yeah, the mistake. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, because then the person behind the counter, all of a sudden, you're, if you're on the defensive, yeah, like it's super. It's a lot easier to take responsibility for a mistake you made if the other person is coming at you like calmly and collectively. Yeah, big time. Like why? Like you almost if you're gonna f- fuck snap at yeah. me, I'm gonna go defensive and either agree with you depending on my mood. Yeah, I'll either go like if I was in that case of the burger, like that kid is either gonna go defensive and be like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry, I'll fix it I'll fix it I'll fix it, mm-hmm. or he's gonna go. It's a fucking tomato. And, you know, then you're going to start even a more heated argument. Well, that depends on how many assholes that kid behind the counter had to deal with before he got the the no tomato person. Yeah. But, yeah, you're going to fuck snap on somebody. Yeah, because you know then pretty pretty good chance you're going to lose your job. Yeah. You know? Oh, right. But it's like, okay, so (laughs) do you? There's a meme, and it was like, it was a guy, and he goes, fuck it. Everyone needs workers, so I'm just going to punch this asshole customer in the face and then i'm gonna go walk across the street and get a new job and they're not even gonna ask why i left my old job (laughs) yeah that's true yeah how much in those situations where somebody fuck snaps on somebody else and the person's like i'm so sorry i'm sorry sorry i'm sorry sorry we'll fix it let me think first off it's not good enough for that person who fuck snapped probably not because they had to go through the inconvenience of opening up their burger and it had tomato on it how dare they? Second off, the person who is fixing it, I wonder if it's like, if it's so tra- uh, such a traumatic moment that it doesn't even actually get fixed because it's like they, all of a sudden there's all this like anxiety involved mm. in this process. So they don't actually go through the whole process of fixing it. 
They just put it away in some shelf in their mental storage unit that says, don't go into that fucking room because that's scary, mm-hmm. you know, and then it becomes trauma. Yeah. You know, so then they avoid it at all fucking costs. So now every single time someone gets upset, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and they, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Then you have people that are so fucking agreeable to change whoever the fuck they are and ain't just to, just to please people so they don't have to deal with going into that fucking scary room anymore. You know, that fucking trauma, even on a small level, like some customer losing their shit on you, it sticks around for a long time unless you, yeah. like, you know. That you, kid's going to lose some sleep. Yeah, so, like, if you had, you know, that's where fucking really amazing leaders come in, where they can step in and see this kid went through this fucking experience with this asshole customer and say, okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. Let's, let's bring this down and say, A, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. You put the tomato on there. It wasn't supposed to be on there, but it's okay. You know, let's walk through this because, and I'll use this as an example. So I don't, I run my crews and I don't get angry, like hardly ever because it's like, I don't, I know what it feels like to have someone get really angry at me and it, it just feels like shit. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just have a conversation with somebody and say, this is what happened. So I got this kid working for me, young guy. And um, very impressionable, good kid, really sweet guy. Um, and he was putting down some grass seed. And I gave him enough, enough grass seed to do this whole project. And he used it all in like a quarter of mm-hmm. it. And so he came up, he's like, we're out of seed. And it was at the end of a project, long day, 90 degrees out, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, show me what you did. And I was already, I was agitated at mm-hmm. that moment, you know. So I'm walking down, and we get to this point where he spread grass seed, and he, he put a whole blanket yeah. down of seed. And I'm like, shit, are you serious? And I wasn't even talking to him. It was just more like to the world. Yeah. It was like, are you serious? You know? And then I'm like, all right, well, we got to fix it. You know, we're out of seed. We're 40 miles away from, from the nearest seed, so we're going to have to come back and fix this. I'm like, it is what it is, you know. So we're walking back, and um, I happen to be dropping him off after work. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, just want you to know, I'm really sorry about the grass seed. And at that moment, I was like, fuck. I'm like, listen, you're fine. I've fucked up grass seed so many times I can't even count. Please don't take this home with you. I'm not angry at you. It was just a moment I had where I got upset and I apologize. It had nothing to do with you. Like you made a mistake. It's okay. Don't, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, shit happens and it's going to be all right. So don't lose sleep over this. I'm not angry. We had a really great day. 99% of it went, went well. Like you did awesome today. Please like just forget. I even said it, you know, it's like, it wasn't about you. It was right. all about me. You just need to understand that like when you're doing grassy, this is how you do it. And so it looks like this. And once you get to that point, great. As long as we learn something from it. And he's just like, <sighs> he took this huge breath. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, because the last thing I want to do is send this kid home full of anxiety about the next time he puts down grass seed. Sure. You know, and it's like, it's a simple thing about the next time this guy makes a, a cheeseburger, he's going to be like, oh, fuck. There's a special list on here. So he's going to take twice as long to make it. And then his boss is going to get pissed. And it's like, it like that shit just rolls. Yeah. You know, it's like just because someone couldn't have a conversation. Yeah. You know, 
we take some shit way too seriously. Yeah, people. Yeah, I don't know. I want. Sorry, I'm wondering if that's like a younger workforce thing. And I think we've talked about like how bosses talk to their employees, but the and the younger workforce just being so much more impressionable, but also like taking sensitive. Sensitive, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I th- I think they are because I think the younger generation, they don't have to deal with people. They don't have to deal with difficult situations as much. When I was a kid, I used to get yelled at yeah. by my folks. Or they haven't been told, like, you fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They uh, uh, There were times when I fucked up and I would get yelled at and I would uh, be held accountable in a mm-hmm. way. And granted, sometimes it was a way that scarred me. Like mentally, there were times when it's like it made me nervous to do certain things mm-hmm. because I got yelled at for it. But it also, like, there were plenty of times where it's just like I also understood it's okay. I fucked up. I just need to fix it and move on. Right. You know, but if you'd never experience it and then all of a sudden you do one day, yeah, it's the end of the world. It is. And to them, it, it truly is. That's the way it feels. And I think. Older generations have an easy way of couching it as what a bunch of wuss kids, mm-hmm. you know, like they need to toughen up these kids these days, that whole thing. Cause I know I've said it enough times myself where it's like, but I, I also understand that, that it is these kids these days, but it's still, that doesn't make it any less valid for them. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember fucking up at work and, uh, Oh, thank God goodness i had a cool boss thank goodness so we were i had a preface i wasn't like really into like kid stuff like i like i do right now right this was my first like real kid heavy job Came oh yeah school. yeah yeah. working with children working with children yeah so i think i might have been on the job for like four months i don't know four months and i came from a sport world so take that for what it is and so it was around thanksgiving and our kids were doing a thankathon, which was essentially we had all these donors, and we were calling them not to ask for more money, but just to say thank you because it was around Thanksgiving. Yeah, just say thank you. And they had a little script the kids did to go off of, and um, so we put our phone in one of the rooms so it could be quiet, and another staff was kind of managing the project yeah. and making the calls, and I was just coming back and checking on them. So I came in and checked on them, and it's like a group of six or seven kids that wanted to do this. It wasn't a huge group. And uh, I'm like, oh, how's it going? And they're like, oh, good. Except for this one lady, just like when we called and she heard it was us, she just was, Ugh, and she hung up on us. I'm like, what a bitch. And I said that in front of the kids. I'm oh, like, oh, shit. Snap. I, that yeah. was my bad. And uh, I'm like, and I said it like reactionarily. Yeah. Uh huh. And it wasn't right to say. So I called Karen. I'm like, uh, so I just swore in front of the kids. She goes, what happened? I told her. And she starts laughing. She goes, not great, but she goes, not the end of the world. I'm sure they've heard it. She yeah. goes, mm-hmm. how are you going to make it right? I'm like, I'm going to apologize to all of them, and I'll talk to their parents. And thank goodness, every parent I talked to, I talked to seven parents. Uh-huh. I explained the situation, and uh, I'm like, I said this in front of your child, and they all laughed at me. Oh, They're like, they've heard worse. She goes, yeah. one of them's like, sounds like she kind of was. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you're you're a role model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I so I made yeah. a mistake and I learned from it. Yeah. Now I don't swear in front of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and you got and you and you had someone who would listen to you. Yeah. You know, it's like even the parents, they give you an opportunity. They didn't like their kid didn't come home and say, "Oh, Kyle said this," and then all of a sudden they come down in here like a you know Godzilla wrecking the place. Right. You know. It's. I don't know. It, yeah. But hey, it was a time I made a mistake, and then yeah. you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can get my mom or sister, whichever one swears in front of my kid, to stop it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Lincoln <laughs> learning some new words? Yeah. And he knows he's not supposed to say them. Well, of course, and that makes him even more awesome. No, he did. He, so he has a water table thing. It's just like a piece of plastic with like two bins in it or mm-hmm. whatever. So one side we make muddy because he likes playing in mud. Yeah. The other side is water. So he takes his monster trucks and he drives them through the mud and then he puts them in the clean water to give yeah. them car washes. So we were out there and he was playing and I was just sitting by him. And he goes through the mud and he cleans them all off. He goes, okay, you're clean. And then he throws them in the mud. He goes, you fucking monster trucks. <laughs> and he goes, why are you getting all dirty? And I looked at him like, that is I'm like, awesome. What, I mean, did you, what did you just say? And he looked at me, and as soon as I said that, he's like, he knew he, he messed up. Yeah. And he just got really quiet. I'm like, tell me exactly what you just said. And he said it again. I'm like, Where, why do you think you can say that? And he's he knew he, he meant bad. And he started to cry because I was, like, yeah. stern with him. I'm like, you can't say that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a nice word to say. Yeah. And so it took us a little bit to get beyond it, and he got beyond it. Then when you told Sam, you laughed. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's the tricky part with little kids saying cuss words because it's so funny to hear that come out of their little kid voice, you know, and it's just like, I, like my aunt, um, her daughter, when she was little, she used to say bitch Mm. and it sounded so funny. So every time she'd say it, somebody would laugh. Mm -hmm. And then if she could get one person to laugh, well, you know, she's going to say it more. Right. Yeah. And so like, it becomes this thing, like it's part of the vocabulary now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's. Yeah. Well, then I gave my mom grief last night. I was like, w- both my mom and my sister were there. We were watching those fireworks and mm-hmm. I'm like, so which one of you says the F word in front of my kid? And they both like point at each other. And my mom's like, well, did he use it in the right context? I'm like, oh yeah, verbatim. It was perfect. <laughs> and she was probably like, okay, you know, yeah. so, so. did she, did she take anybody take ownership no. or no? No, they just, they laughed and pointed at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going to tone down the swearing in front of the three-year-old, right? And the funny part is, is that they're by like, he's, you're just going to have to deal with it because they're not going to be the only person that's going to say it. No. You know, my mom's like, my mom's like, he's three. It'll be fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like he knows exactly what you said uh-huh. and he used it exactly how it should be used. Yep. Like, it's not because he's three that it's okay. Like the kid is kind of smart. So you're, I, you're, and, and honestly, I think I, I don't know the last time, like, I flipped a switch to get that stern with him mm-hmm. quickly. And I wasn't yelling. Yeah. I was just direct and stern. And I think that maybe was probably more traumatic for him. So when your next, when when your youngest gets to be three and someone says a curse word around them, your reaction to that will be way different than yeah, it I is bet. right now. And then when you have another one, we're not having another one. Stop. If you if if and if and when Sam, I got you back. Have another one. Sam Sam was the one that maybe was like, hmm? "How's that go again?" It goes. Kyle's done. Sam's like, "We could do three. I always thought about three. Okay, I got you back, Sam. 
you guys need a daughter. <laughs> Even though Kyle thinks that the daughter is impossible with the the, mag, the magnums <laughs> he's shooting. <laughs> um, you'll be you'll like drop one. But oh, when, I've sworn in front of him before. Yeah, too. and and it's like and then it's like eh, it's I laugh right now hearing that story because I know with the first kid as as they're growing up and getting older and there's all these little things that you you think have to be a certain way and then by the time you get to the next one and the next one all those rules they Start fucking slipping. go right out the fucking window <laughs> there's like zero fucking rules it's like it's like you like you're always washing their hands yeah. and you're all that shit and it's like oh don't get your your good sneakers dirty no. and there's it case in point so with lincoln i feel like we were so on top of him like observant like can't be alone in a room who knows what he'll get into so sam was working yesterday morning so i had the boys and uh i had to take a leak or something like that i'm like all right watch your brother i'll be right back so i took a leak came back and wesley who's 11 months and is starting to walk is on top of a plastic picnic table Mm-hmm. Like on the actual top part. And he's just hanging out, standing there, looking at me, holding the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? It's been 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then he's, one day, he's going to be out there laying on the ground because he crawled on top of the big table and he, he dropped, cracked his fucking melon on the ground <laughs> yeah. when he's coming through and he'll be crying and have a goose egg and it'll be like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. So, my daughter. I was always like, I was the one, if the kids got hurt when they were little, that like, it always freaked me out so Mm -hmm. bad. My ex-wife was like, cool as a cucumber, but I have no fucking clue how or why, but she just was. Um, So we're at our house one night, and uh, we're at this house we were renting, that we were trying to buy, and there's all this stress and shit going on around this house, and so... My ex and I are standing in the kitchen talking, and I had been running my coffee shop, and I had just taken the whole week's deposits, and I had them in my hand, all this cash, big giant wad mm-hmm. of cash, and I'm counting it, and we're talking about the day and shit, and my daughter is at that point where she's just walking, you know? Yep. She kind of goes through the, the kitchen, and right next to the kitchen is a set of stairs that goes to the basement, Right. And we're talking, all of a sudden, I just hear this, she fucking goes down the stairs. And she's doing, she looks like that skier that wrecks on the ski hill and is like flailing mm-hmm. through the fucking mm-hmm. sky. And I'm like, she's dead. She's fucking dead. I know it. She's going to die. Like, that's it. That, that was my mentality. Like, like we need to get to the hospital ASAP. Say our goodbyes. <laughs> fucking Jesus. it's over. I was so worried about her. I took the, the cash in my hand and I fucking threw it. I was making it rain. Like, the whole kitchen was covered in fucking cash. I run around the corner. I get to the bottom of the stairs. She's crying. She's got this huge fucking thing on her forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, a whole other person is growing out of her face. It was so big. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my ex is like, she's going to be okay. Like, just, I'm like, no, she's not. We need to go to the hospital right now. And she's like, no. Just trust me. It's gonna. I'm like, no, fuck you. We're going to the hospital. It has to happen this moment. So I scooped her up. I'm going to save her life. Run to the fucking van. Throw her in there. Buckle. It's okay. You know, and she's crying and everything. And I'm making it this big deal. And we get to the hospital. And we're sitting in the waiting room. And she's still crying. And uh, this nurse comes up. And she sees this fucking melon sticking mm-hmm. off of her head. She's like, okay, let's take a look at it. You know, and, and she hands her a sucker. And my daughter's like, okay. <laughs> 
she walks with her, doesn't even, she just toddles right around the corner to the little exam room and she's happy as a fucking clam. She's like, yeah, she's got a pretty good nod on her head. Just watch her. You know, she feels like you see any concussion symptoms. Just make sure, you know, mm-hmm. that was it. Not done. Yeah, it was done. And and it's like, they really are damn near indestructible. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. But at the time, I thought for sure it was it. It was over. Yeah. Like, I just lost my kid. It was didn't like. She, didn't she fall on the stairs twice? Didn't your kid, your boys drop her down once? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, did they drop her? They I dropped, thought that was one of the stories you told. Yeah, it was. They dro- I, It might have been her. They dropped. My older boy dropped one of them. Okay. Either, either it okay. was Dylan or her. I think it was. Yeah, it was probably her. They dropped down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 unreal. It's unreal. Just yeah, we have a we have a gate on our steps, for sure. <laughs> Gates, just toughen them up. Leave them some. I'm waiting for the gate to break. Wesley will stand on the gate, and he's like in prison. He just goes ding ding ding. He's rocking the thing back and oh, forth really? to try and open. I'm like, once that thing opens, you're still holding on. Yep. See Better ya. hope. Big cliffhanger. <laughs> Stallone's hanging from the top of the rope. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to slide down the stairs. No man, kids are tough. Well, buddy, we hit, came in a little late because we didn't have power in the studio. Yeah. Um, and it's 4th of July, and I don't know. Let's go clean some guns or something. Yeah, let's do so, something American. I got to go buy some more fireworks. Yeah, you do. You burn through them all. <laughs> burn through them all. I need more. Well, hope everyone had a happy Independence Day, and uh, this will yeah. drop afterwards because that's what we do. But hey. So happy post-Independence Day. Hope you all still have your fingers when you listen to this. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. No injuries. Um, family's all good. And you did some good grilling. Spent some good time outdoors. And you didn't fucking work. You just kind of enjoyed your day. Yeah. Yeah. Happy 4th, everybody. Happy 4th. Thanks for spending some time this morning with me, Mr. Landman. Yeah, brother. I love our time. Yeah, me too. All right. Peace all right. Y'all. Much love, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye.